Welcome to the third episode of the Twist My Own Podcast. Um, we specialize in local Denver stuff along with a lot of other things. A lot of fun stuff, I suppose. Um, if you're ever looking to get a hold of us or if you're in a band that wants to be on the show, uh, you can email your comments, questions, and or band info to twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, first things first, I want to bring up this story of my brother-in-law. He was just in an accident this last week, and um, he ended up losing his leg in the accident. He was riding his motorcycle and got hit by a car and ended up losing his leg. So um, obviously that's a, a tragic thing to happen, and it shouldn't ever happen to anyone. And I just wanted to send out my thoughts and condolences, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys, that he's doing okay. Um, I'm glad that he's, I mean, it's going to be a long road to recovery, but I'm glad that he'll be able to at least walk again at some point in time. But with that, um, there's a long road ahead of them with a lot of doctor's fees and uh, lots of stuff that if, you know, if anyone wants to help out in the situation, um, there's a GoFundMe page that I will be posting on the Twist My Arm Facebook page. Um, and if you're interested in and maybe donating even a dollar or two, it, anything helps. Um, but it'll be on the on the Facebook page here in the next couple days. Um, he's also, if there just so happens to be anyone in Oregon listening to this right now, um, which I maybe my sister, but <laughs> 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 but uh, they're looking for the Good Samaritan that actually saved his life. Um, this guy pulled over and put a tourniquet on his leg to stop the bleeding so he wouldn't bleed out and. Apparently, he just kind of took off. So um, I know they want to find out who that was and just give him a big, a big thanks. Um, so if anyone has any info or anything like that, definitely get a hold of them. There's a there's a news news article on the kdrv.com website in Oregon. So um, with that being said as well, I know Kylie has a few friends that ride motorcycles and... Uh, I know, I know we all know somebody that rides motorcycles or has ridden a motorcycle at one point in time. And that, I mean, just watch out, you know, pay attention on the road when you're driving, seriously. The girl, I mean, <laughs> the person, the girl that hit, hit my brother-in-law was, uh, ran a red light. And I think what, from what I understand, maybe, I don't know the full story, but I, you know, from what I understand, she was texting or something like that and just not paying attention. And... That's awful. She almost killed a guy from that. So people just pay attention. Quit texting when you're driving because it does bad things. <laughs> I think it has a so. lot to do with, yeah, texting, not paying attention, and um, just being so much in a damn hurry. Like, slow down. Everything's going to be fine. You'll get to your destination eventually, and just pay attention to your surroundings. You know, you don't want to ever kill somebody. Yeah. You take a driver's test for a reason. <laughs> so I understand that most high school tests you don't use later on in life, but driving tests, you, you know, you drive every day. So... <laughs> 
fucking use it. Um, okay, moving on. So the guest today, uh, obviously we have the, my co-host Kylie on tonight. Um, and then my guest today, his name is Nate. And uh, hello, Nate. Hey, Josh. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. Uh, Nate's a friend of mine that um, has a really good story of uh, cancer survival. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but I'm very excited to hear that. And uh, yeah, so why don't you give us a little bit of, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. So, yeah, and, and, you know, I'd love to kind of share that with you guys later on for sure, but we got some more lighthearted stuff ahead of that. Oh, yeah. Um, But, <coughs> yeah, been a uh, uh, Denver resident or Colorado resident pretty much my entire life. Uh, I was going to say, you're, Denver. you're native, right? Uh, more or less. Actually born in Boston. Oh, okay. As you can tell by my thick accent, we didn't live there that long. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so just live here in Denver. Uh, you know, my background is, um, in kind of film and writing and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, I work in a call center cause that is a natural transition from that. <laughs> you um, were telling me earlier you had a, a radio show. Earlier uh, on. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Back in uh, good old KCSU. Absolutely. I think I broke the record for the number of uh, F-bombs in the midnight <laughs> to 2 a.m. slot uh, before I was reminded that the uh, FCC, um, whatever they call it, grace period, did not apply <laughs> to college radio. Oh, wow. Um, so what was your what was your radio show about? Was it just kind of playing music? And um, it was actually called Rave Radio. So okay. it was um, like, you know, electronica, <laughs> and we'd bring on a different uh, DJ every week and oh, just nice. have somebody spin or I'd spin or nice. uh, my buddy... Uh, DJ Jester, if he's <laughs> listening out there, uh, he would spin uh, sometimes on the show too. Nice. Um, yeah, it was very, very uh, laid back. I mean, everyone coveted that midnight to two a.m. slot. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Every time you listen to any radio station at that late at night. Yeah, we had a lot of sober <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Absolutely. Do you have any people call in? Oh yeah, absolutely. I got a guy call in once, and uh, he was really pissed off because uh, I was actually convinced no one was listening. <laughs> so what I started doing is I said I was going to play the shittiest music in our collection until somebody called in and asked me to stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this guy called in, and uh, he just was like, for the love of God, please start spinning again. Like, this is terrible. Like, we have a party right now, and you just killed the party. Single-handedly. <laughs> uh, exactly. And I'm just like, Funny. awesome. Well, awesome. at least you knew that people were listening. That's cool. Yeah, yeah That's that nice. one party listened probably that one night and never again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, they listed at least once. That's cool. Exactly, exactly. So. Um, let's see. Yeah, and so, yeah, all right. Yeah, and you know, and really with the whole, you know, motorcycle thing, honestly, like, as as Kylie said, like, put on your phones. You know, yeah. Pay attention when you're driving. Seriously. Like, Pokemon Go should not have to tell you <laughs> not to play it while driving. Seriously. Like, I couldn't believe that, that when is, that warning came out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, people Please. were stopping on the highway and, like, Getting yeah. in accidents, uh. walking out into the highway. Come on, people. Yeah. Why? It's, uh, <laughs> Aren't people smarter? Th- oh, never mind. No. Never mind. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I've always said it, and I still contend. If you could make an Excel spreadsheet that would tell somebody to jump off a bridge, a lot of business people would just. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same thing with games, man. It tells you run over there to catch this Pokemon. You're going to do Little it. Little highway. Hey. That's true. It's a Bulbasaur. That's true. Fucking A. Give me that Bulbasaur. I almost found a Bulbasaur the other day or caught one. I was walking around my work for like an hour because that's how dead we are most of the time. <laughs> so I'm just walking around in circles, just like trying to catch this stupid bulb. So I lit a freaking incense and all this other stuff. Oh, man. He never showed up, though. Elusive. It's a, it's a rough day at the Elusive. office. Yeah. Real rough. Um, so, yeah, cool. 
Welcome, Nate, to the show. It's great. It's great to have to be you here. for sure. Absolutely. Um, Kylie, how has your week been so far? It's been all right. Today was interesting, but I'm glad it's the weekend yet again. <laughs> yes, indeed. By the way, we are recording this a day early, so this is Friday. This is the day after the uh, <coughs> first game of the NFL season. <laughs> we'll get back to that here in a little bit. Um, first, we're going to start with the news. I'm going to hit a button. News, news, news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really need to fix that because I want to have some cool sounds or something. Yeah, you need a lever. Should, yeah, a lever or anything. Absolutely. Some, a lightsaber. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, that would I don't even care. That segment, too. Something. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, so let's see. The first bit of news that I have... This one's actually just kind of funny to talk about because I read this. It comes from uh, BuzzFeed. I'm sure most of you are familiar with BuzzFeed. Um, it's talking about a family that went missing in Australia. From They were, like I guess, suffering from uh, paranoid schizophrenia or something like that and got this idea in their head that someone was watching them and like trying to kill them. And so the parents took their kids um, and left... Well, it says, it says they left their business papers, passports, bank cards, and phones scattered in their uh, in their house, and they traveled 825 kilometers north, or whatever, um, just just like ran, just ran away, and then one by one, these family members have been showing up in like different different towns, so they've been finding these people like in different towns. Like separate from each other. Yeah. <laughs> so they broke up on like yeah. the way. <laughs> I wonder yeah, what they, happened. Uh, where, did, where did things go wrong? It says uh, one by one, each family member escaped the 1,500-kilometer road trip until the last to surface mark walked into a police station um, in uh, Wangaratta. I don't know, somewhere in Australia. <laughs> did they all have the same? And it was it was five days after he was reported missing. Um, and then let's see. Oh man, like this, it just gets crazier and crazier because it's they're like they had burner phones that they threw out of their windows. Like, so the, the part that I thought was crazy is that like these are adult children, like, right? Right, right. So they're did they still live with their one parents? One of them was 25, or? one of them was uh, no, they I think I think the oldest one wasn't living with them, but he like shared the same uh, let's see, it says they suffer from a rare psychiatric condition known as foily a plusiris. Or madness of many. So all the children had the same. So they disorder, all though. basically they all like got this idea in their head um, that that someone was like watching them or trying to kill them, or or one of them got it in their head and then it spread to the rest of the family and so they were all so paranoid that huh. they just dipped. They just left, to dropped their shit and ran, and then uh, one by one they like. Let's see. Says Ella, uh, these two girls continued on the trip. Man, then they got out in in a uh, little west of Sydney, and uh, that's where they left their parents. And their parents kept going. Uh, and then the, the parents were found later on. Like one of the people still in the hospital. Um, I mean, there was even even the family now after after everything has been said and done, the family's like our state of minds weren't in the best place. I still feel confused. There's no reason for it. It's so so bizarre. Like, what? it's like they all just just like snapped so for a couple of days. Were they like <laughs> abducted by aliens? Like what? No, they just 
They just snapped. They were just they just lost it. They and just like ran away for and a little bit. You don't think that's weird though? Like maybe something else happened to make right, like, like th- this doesn't just happen to an entire family. Everybody, the entire mania right. of a family. I yeah, like how do we know something didn't get into their water supply or something? Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. And you never know in Australia, I guess. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. They could they, they could, could be putting they a bunch of shit They could have all been bit by the same like bug, some yeah. crazy ass creature of Australia. Some sort of chess was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying no, to really see, though. Like that's got to be. Uh, there's got to be more to it than that. Like, they, I mean, they weren't on drugs or something. Like, they no, didn't all take not, a bunch of not acid that I can or tell peyote. You. Government experiments, like something. No, I, I can't. Well, not that they would probably report that, but right. <laughs> Says, I don't uh, know if the Australian government has time to be up to anything evil down there. Like. Right. It says it says the family were fearing for their lives, but no aggressor had been identified yet. Fueling speculation, they suffered from a shared delusion that they were under an unfounded threat. Well, somebody must have been really convincing. How do you convince your whole entire family like to just leave? They just home? started seeing shadow people. They just started seeing shadows, and That's they're like, "Oh shit, thing. we need to get, we need to get out of here." Shadow oh people, God. yeah, I guess they're kind of a real thing. Oh for my sure. gosh, I, I guess. tell you stories all day long. Not my own <laughs> stories, but my best friend's stories. They're real. Well, as far as this is concerned, it seems like they were running from a shadow. Yeah. Like absolutely. they right, just well, even just metaphorically. Have you guys seen it? Follows. It follows. It follows. I've heard of it. I don't it's know, it's I mean, a right. it's a suspense movie, right? It's yeah, and it's just this thing that just follows you and won't stop coming towards you to get you. And no matter where you go, it's just gonna keep walking does towards it, you. And does it ever you. catch As you? If you don't keep going. Oh. Yeah. That's wow. terrifying. And only, you know, if it's coming for you, then you can see it and nobody else can. So, like, how do we know something weird or paranormal and wasn't going on? Totally. That's like some interdimensional thing. Absolutely. Some stranger thing shit. Absolutely. <laughs> coming yeah, through I'm the walls saying. and, like, like, no, that's, I mean, I totally would. That would suck if something real happened to them and then to be labeled, like, insane yeah. immediately by right. the news. Well, that's right. what, like, it, it, stranger things, the mom, you know, she was labeled insane, but she was totally right. Right. Well, Winona Ryder? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Winona Ryder, yeah. I, I guess she was right. I hope everyone has seen Stranger Things. Absolutely. If, if not, Spoilers. Winona, Winona Ryder. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, I don't think. Yeah. No. Winona, Winona Ryder is Stranger like consistently things. crazy and stuff, so. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, I mean, that that's totally a possibility where if you, you know, someone sees like a fucking crazy ghost or an interdimensional being, they're like, oh my God, we're going to, we need to run, we need to run. And if it's something like that where they're just going to keep following you, then they're just going to keep running until... Someone finally says, "Okay, wait. Yeah, maybe this isn't real." You <laughs> can never explain that to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be. I. Uh, I hope I never suffer from some sort of delusion like that. I think that would be absolutely insane. Yeah. If you <laughs> do want to suffer from a delusion <laughs> like that, please remember again to send us an email. Twistmyarmpodcast <laughs> at, <laughs> at gmail <laughs> Yes. Thank you. And we will totally lace your coffee with acid, whatever (laughs) we need to do. Yes. The beer. The beer comes free with a little bit of acid in there. Absolutely. Um, I forgot about the breaking news that I found here today. North Korea apparently was testing some nuclear warheads. I actually haven't read the story yet because I've heard about this. Nate told me about this probably 10 minutes before we started recording, so I brought up a story. But did you... What did you What did you hear about all this? What was uh, What did you read about it as yeah, far as so, what they're doing? So there was something like a five point three or five point eight earthquake detected, like not too far from uh, Seoul, like you know, 
in in North Korea though, up near Pyongyang or wherever. <laughs> and uh, you know, initial reports and everything, and after further investigation, like, and now North Korean news has confirmed it, is that they it was their largest nuclear warhead test uh, to date. So they detonated a pretty large, uh, substantial nuclear bomb. Right. That's oh, that's so fucking terrifying. It says right here, world leaders condemned the test, saying it was a clear violation of UN Security Council resolutions. Um, Security Council met and strongly condemned the test as a clear threat. And now uh, U.S. President Barack Obama has warned North Korea that it will face consequences to its unlawful and dangerous actions. What do you think that means? I mean, do you think we're about to hit World War Three because of some nuclear tests? Mm, I mean, I guess it's yeah, illegal to test like, your nuclear weapons, you but know, but there's an election going on right now. Like, I know. So how does how so is that going to play it's into like it? Like a strongly worded letter. Probably <laughs> that just says like, "Don't do it again." Hey, listen, knock it off. This time we <laughs> seriously mean it. Um, no, but in all sincerity, like, at what point does it actually become like a problem enough? With North yeah. Korea because it's well, enough. They just it's been enough. For they like just 10 years sent now. some ballistic missiles over to Japan last week too. Yeah, it all they made it into their airspace or into their like right. waters. Right. Yeah. So but meanwhile, we're talking about things that don't matter, like such as you know not standing for the national anthem when like <laughs> World War Three is like imminent. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I oh man, I think it all depends. I think World War Three will depend on who goes into office. Yeah, and I think just <laughs> for the record that Kim Jong Un would probably stand for the national anthem. <laughs> in all <laughs> fairness to him, I mean, come on. Maybe in a public setting. Didn't Absolutely. I hear that he also endorsed Trump too. Did he? Uh, Not he no, he said that he likes him. Right he did word. say that he likes oh, him. Okay, but yeah. Putin has said that he likes him. Right, right. I mean, you know, <sighs> Putin's gonna say anything to make himself look a little bit better. Absolutely. Probably some of you <laughs> listening that were just listening that probably tuned out have said that you liked him. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Putin, um, fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. done here. Sorry, Vladimir. We're, <laughs> we're going we're going back to Kevin Smith's podcast. Uh, fuck this thing. Das Vidanya. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that I mean that's that's terrifying. I I don't even like the thought of nuclear weapons being tested, you know. Yeah. I like it more so when I'm reading about UFOs disabling <laughs> nuclear bombs and stuff. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys ever re- did you ever read those stories? Is few years back there you know, probably decades now or something but there was these ufos that would they were flying over germany and they would fly over their little like missile missile testing sites and just like uh deactivate their bombs so their bombs wouldn't weren't working anymore i don't know that to me it sounds just like you know excuse i would love to blame shit that doesn't work on my work <laughs> <I know. laughs> just little spacemen that came and flew <laughs> over and it broke i don't know <laughs> this guy, he hopped on my table, he had a toothpick, and he and he, he, he scratched everything. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, that, I have not heard that, but, you know. It's I pretty would, interesting. There's a documentary on it. I would, I that. mean, you know, I don't know how I feel on aliens. Like, I've, I've seen some shit. I've heard some shit, but uh, never anything it. conclusive. But I it. do hope if they get here that, yeah, they somehow shut off, like, a lot of our weapons. Because we don't know what to do with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to come down here as long as we have weapons like that anyway, especially if we're trying to use them on each other. We've talked about this now in every episode. (laughs) It's relevant. I preach Star Trek (laughs) every day. Um, So, yeah, anyway, stop bombing things, North Korea. Stop using your nukes and shit. Just, God damn it. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Signed, Obama. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> see, I need some fucking things. To joke button. <laughs> awesome. Um, so the next little bit of news, we're gonna move forward here. Um, oh, I added another one from the. It's about the. Let's see this uh, Denver-based uh, nonprofit organization, Normal, spelled N-O-R-M-L. They backed a social pot use measure um, to get on the ballot, but it didn't make the ballot. Um, they needed 40% of the votes, um, and they only got, they needed, basically they needed 4,700 votes, and they only got 2,900. Actually, they got about 3,000 total. It was 2,987. So wait, social pot use, explain to me what that is. That's, I was just about to get to that. So, um... The initiative was so they they can have like these uh, uh, like coffee shops, you know, where you go in and you can smoke weed, like, like Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Exactly. Right. There's <laughs> exactly there. You know, there's I know of one that's in Colorado Springs. Um, the I guy heard of him. Yeah. Zimmer last week was talking about it, about how you can go in and you pay a cover fee and you can smoke inside. You can buy your weed, smoke inside, and then take the rest out. They, they, there's some sort of loophole that that allows them to do it in the springs but they haven't been able to pass that in Denver yet. So, let's wow. see. Um, so is this to start to, like, um, it's, it's smoking pot in movie theaters and... Kind of, yeah. Um, it's, it's the beginning of it. It's called the, the Denver Responsible Use Initiative, um, and it was to create venues for the social, social consumption of cannabis in the Mile High City. Like an oxygen bar or, like, an alcohol bar. Exactly. Okay. It, it'd be a weed bar, basically. You go yeah. in and you smoke pot. Um, but it fell short... And the, f the funny thing about it is, you know, when, when weed was on the ballot to be legalized, I think everyone, every single person that could vote, voted that year to make sure it was legalized. Like, any person that wanted to vote for weed and wanted to make it, they were like, fuck, uh, man, I'd love to go into a store and buy some weed. I'm totally going to vote this year. I don't even care about the president. I'm just going to vote for the weed. Like, I was one of those guys. I'm pretty sure I voted for my cat last time. I just wanted to vote for the weed, you know? <laughs> so... This, but this particular um, initiative that was supposed to go on the ballot, like they, I guess they did some research and found out that over half of the people that said they had registered to vote hadn't actually registered to vote. So that brings me to my next point. Um, that's more, it's more so like, why aren't people voting? You know, everyone has this opinion about things and they don't want to, they want this president, they don't want this president, they don't want to have. Uh, weed being smoked in public, they or they do want to smoke weed in public, but then half these people that are saying all this, they don't sign up to to register to vote, and and then right. they don't vote. So then it doesn't even get passed to get put on the ballot. And yet these are the same people that will call in twenty times to make sure that Jessica gets through to the next round of The Voice or whatever the hell <laughs> oh yeah. they're watching, right? Yeah, for sure. That's I'm important enough to vote for. I'm I'm guessing that a lot of those people are like that. Um, it's. Same thing we were talking about earlier with uh, people that just don't have the motivation. You know, yeah. they say they want to do something. They think that it's cool. They think that it's a good idea. Right. But then when it comes down to it, they just fail at it. Yeah. They, they don't. It's like we're, we're such a lazy society now. Right. And well, yeah. And, like, I mean, I know that, you know, everybody's pissed off right now about people sitting down during the, like, you know, national anthem and saying that's, like, disrespecting the flag. But, like... In a way, like, honestly, and I was just saying this the other day, like, we're kind of disrespecting the flag as a country 
just in the sense that we're kind of being shitty. Like we're being lazy. We're not yeah. voting. We're not really taking not good care of each other. To vote. Yeah. I mean, so in a way, like we kind of deserve all the problems that we have as a country. Right. Because we're not doing anything about them. We've been we've been a little too complacent, I think, as as a country. Um, we've been very cushy, you know. Yeah. Like we did have September 11th, which is coming up in two days. That um, whole memorial, um, which was what was that? Eleven years? No, two thousand two thousand one. So fifteen years now. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's crazy yeah. that it was that long ago. Absolutely, I was in high school. I was in middle school. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still insane. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right? That's still that's insane. <laughs> That is insane. Yeah, yeah and it's, I mean, it's like, oh, man, where was I getting? I got too stoned. <laughs> no. Uh, but not at a coffee shop. Oh, yes, exactly. God, that's what we were talking about, the there coffee shop thing. Absolutely. So if you want to vote for that thing, you got to actually register to vote right. for it. you got to yeah, actually get can't. it passed. I, I would love to open. I've been talking about it for a while now. I want to open a, a venue slash pop bar. You know, I want to I wanna have bands come in and play, but also be able to smoke weed in there. Yeah. And I think that would be awesome. How many right. how many of those fish and fucking Grateful Dead cover bands right. would go play at these places, you know? Well, and, and, and that's and the whole be able thing to smoke too, weed is in like can we not like act like people are not smoking weed at concerts and people are not uh smoking weed at bars? Like how oh, many people go out on patios at bars in Denver with a vaporizer? Yep. Probably people aren't really smoking a blunt on the patio, yep. you know, but with their vaporizer and they're hitting that and it's clearly hash oil it's clearly not uh you know nicotine oil or whatever and nobody gives a shit nobody cares it's not <laughs> bothering anybody it's not interfering with anything and honestly i mean we have a culture dedicated to getting people hammered oh exactly and that really hasn't gone that well <laughs> and yet we look at people getting you know stoned and we act differently about it's, it. It's you know. It's because it's a drug, and it's been a right. drug for so long, and it's yeah. been the the drug enforcement agency has been battling the war on drugs and marijuana for so long that everyone has it pounded into their head that marijuana is this like horrible thing for you. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, there's a lot of good uses for it, and Absolutely. in all honesty, marijuana, the cannabis itself, can be used for a lot of different things. And Absolutely. I think the big corporations have a, have a huge in why this stuff isn't happening faster. Right. I mean, you can you can make fuel out of cannabis. You can make clothes out of cannabis, paper. Medicine. I mean, you medicine. How yeah. many? I've read so many stories about um, like uh, people that have epilepsy that you know have a little bit of cannabis oil and it mm-hmm. takes it out. You know, it like helps their their disease a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, they have way and less seizures. But it's so much harder for those people to get it because yeah. it's so illegal or exactly or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, so if you uh, but if you want it to be legalized, you got to do something about it. You got to vote for it. If you want to go out and smoke in bars and not get arrested for it, then you got to fucking vote for it. Like, how do you think prohibition of alcohol got, you know, dropped and people were able to go drink again? Like, granted, that was what, 7,500 years ago almost. Yeah. But like still people voted for it. It wasn't just like dropped immediately. Right. I, I actually never even actually thought about that. It honestly. had to, and it, it's funny because Colorado was the first state to end prohibition on alcohol too. Really? So it's all in Colorado is the first state to end prohibition on marijuana. Interesting fun fact. That is. Um, Utah beat us on the prostitution thing though. So thumbs <laughs> up, Mormons. You got us. <laughs> there. You got it. Yeah, you that's us. good. That's good. Um, 
Sorry, Kylie was muted. She had to get me a beer. She had a lot to say. <laughs> um, was trying to stop me from insulting our Mormon listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the I was just like, hey, over here. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> Sorry, I totally <laughs> forgot. Um, but yeah, I just just go vote. Yeah, and, and register to vote. And, and like if you even in this shitty election, like go vote. Even and even in the two year elections where you're voting yeah. for stuff that's supposed to get on the ballot, or yeah. even like now when you're supposed to try and uh, be registered to vote for that stuff, like. Just do it. <laughs> it's not that hard. You can go online and register for it. Exactly. You can go. You can go ride the you light can rail. Mail it in, yeah. Yeah. You go ride the light rail and get off at one of the stops and you'll find one of those assholes. Like you, you look at what, what people go through in some other countries, like you know some oh, African yeah. countries and some countries in the Middle East when it comes to voting. Polling stations explode and that type of stuff, and people still go out and vote the next election. Yeah. Because that means that much to them. Because right. It's not some distant people 300 years ago that fought for their right to vote it's their brothers and their fathers and their you know, right uh people that they knew right well and i think so many people have gotten it in their head that the elections are rigged quote unquote and that and in some ways maybe they are but like if you if every single person in the united states that was a resident of the united states if every single person went out and voted for the person they want to vote for which most likely is bernie sanders then bernie sanders would get elected into office but because people haven't gone out and done that and actually like spoken towards what they really want, it's only about fifty percent, really. What's right. I think there's a stat on that somewhere. I hate stats, but there's a stat yeah, on that somewhere that says that like fifty, sixty percent of the American population doesn't vote. Yeah, no, and I mean honestly, I think it's closer in the sixty percent. I think you're right, and that's just so. I mean, if you're not gonna vote, then ridiculous. you have no room to bitch about anything. Absolutely, <laughs> but we have plenty of room to bitch about you. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, this, is, this is my show, so. <laughs> my show. <laughs> we'll bitch about whatever we want. Um, speaking of bitching, no, not really. I'm kidding. Um, this next one is fun. I love Florida. Florida has the best news <laughs> that comes out of it. I Absolutely. Florida is, like, just down there. It's it's not. If you're in Florida, they'll tell you, like, this is not the South. This is Florida. This is fucking Florida. Right. <laughs> and it's true. Other than, like, the nor- the panhandle part, the rest of Florida, like, the elongated part. Yeah. The shaft of Florida <laughs> is, is absolutely insane. So what's coming out of that today? Well, uh, this isn't actually one of those insane stories. But it is. This guy says that his. Uh, I, I need to get a new phone. Uh, this is why I'm bringing this up. I thought we were going to talk about eating phone. people. Are we talking about that later? No. <laughs> That's the ju- that's the juggalo section. I assume next. that was in Florida. No, no, no. The juggalo one that we're talking about next is in. Uh, Anytime someone gets eaten, it's probably it? Florida. I think it's Wisconsin. Is where uh, they did that one. Okay. Yeah, Wisconsin. Anyway, so back to Florida. Um, this guy said that his Galaxy Note Seven exploded and set his Jeep on fire. There's a picture of it of his Jeep that's just on fire. It looks exactly like your Jeep, Kylie. Oh no! But just flames flying out of it. I hope I never see that. So yeah. I I don't know how much you've been keeping up with this, but with the Note Seven, like I was a few days ago, mm-hmm. Samsung said, like, "Hey, be careful when you plug it in and charge it." And then yeah. like yesterday, it was like, "Hey, maybe just don't charge it." And today, <laughs> now it is, just recall. Don't, don't use it. They've recalled yeah, it. Yeah, just don't. By touch this the point, phone. they've recalled all Absolutely. those phones. And <laughs> I'm sticking with my iPhone now. Yeah, what I don't even care. Grave mistake. I don't like even care. I was looking at those Galaxy Notes and looking at some of the Samsung phones, and I nope, so not going to do it. So what happened to it? Why? What? Why is it? It's there? the Where batteries. It's shit? yeah, the batteries are just exploding in the phone, yeah. and then uh, it's like a, it's like our vape pens. If you keep a vape pen at the wrong spot, you know, like, like next with to pennies a pennies or something, or next to a lighter or something like that, there is a chance that it could fucking explode because of 
the battery, you know, like right. it, it's but it tells you not to put it next to stuff. So, but the, I mean, uh, as as far as the phone goes, you should be able to put that pretty much wherever. Uh, yes, <laughs> just like every other phone. Except yeah, for that phone apparently. <laughs> so, note to self and everyone around: just uh, watch out for those Note Sevens. Anyone, yeah. Anyone on Craigslist selling Note Sevens? So. <laughs> You know, just like random thought here, right? Side, like, let's sidetrack this podcast here. Do it. So, uh, batteries, right, for phones, like, you know, they're like lithium ion, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I don't know exactly what that means other than that there's like lithium in it and that it's ionized or something, right? But <laughs> I think it's, it's some sort of like a liquid or some science. shit in there, right? Yeah, it's some sort of magical science liquid in there. <laughs> and so, um, I actually saw this really cool story the other day. And if you ever want to look this guy up, his name is Lonnie Johnson. Uh, he actually like invented something that I guarantee you, if you're under the age of 40, that you've played with, uh, and it's a super soaker. Okay. Right. Cool. And so this guy has already like done something awesome that you appreciated when you were a kid, and what he's working on right now is actually a new type of battery. It's a ceramic battery. Interesting. Right? And so probably doesn't explode, which is a plus, right? right. That's right. a huge selling point, but. It, apparently, it holds so much more of a charge that you're talking about charging your cell phone like two or three times a month. Wow. Yeah. What's so how is it nice? a yeah. ceramic battery? How is that made? Is it made out of ceramic? Well, yeah. just like your battery, <laughs> I, I like, you know, right no here, yeah. has met, it's metal coating, and that is why, um, you know, it reacts with pennies or whatever you have in your okay. pocket, and that's why you don't do that. But if it was ceramic, you probably could potentially put it in your pocket with all of your change because it's not going to have that reaction with metal. Huh. I wonder if that. I wonder yeah. if the metal on those batteries has something to do with how fast they lose their charge and stuff too. I just always assume the batteries were made out of little rabbits that walk around with drums. <laughs> I, I mean, if that's, that's, what that's they not how told that us. works, then that is fucked up. <laughs> that, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Absolutely, my childhood was nothing but lies. <laughs> Me too, man. It's all right. It's I, okay. I still try to believe in Santa Claus. But yeah, no, really. <laughs> so uh, that you know. Look up Lonnie Johnson, though. That guy's story is, I am right um, now. you know, we talk about, uh, um, you know, and again, I guess everything kind of loops back to, like, I feel like Kaepernick's come up, like, three times now. But we talk about, like, <laughs> racism and stuff in this country, and, like, that guy is definitely um, somebody that really had to overcome, like, a lot of, you know, he had to work much harder sure. to get to where he was in life than I probably would have had to work to get there. And, you know, I'm just lazy, not too lazy to vote. <laughs> too too lazy to invent the super soaker, right? Or to have to go through all that like, just bullshit, the persecution College. and stuff. And oh yeah, yeah that. Uh, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, it says he invented the super soaker in 1983, or he first thought of it in '83, and he received a patent in '86. So that was a good while ago. Dude made a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. I still I have a super soaker around here somewhere. Yeah. Is it oh a yeah, Star Wars sure. one? Everybody's got one. Yeah, I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> he probably I wouldn't have ever used it if it was. Yeah, I have a Star Wars box. I have a Star Wars bong that I yeah. rarely use. You have <laughs> nice. a Star Wars bong? Yeah, it's a Darth Vader bong. That is awesome. I've <laughs> never seen this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I saw a Yoda I, bong once. I have not seen a Vader bong. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's nothing like spectacular. It's about this size, this okay. this little guy, and it's it's just got a few little pictures of. Darth Vader like indentions on the side of it. So, so for those of you that can't see what Josh was pointing at, this size is uh, about the size of like uh, probably like you know, one liter bottle. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those, like those little bongs. People yeah. who yeah. smoke are probably familiar with water pipe. Sorry, bongs. water yeah. pipe. <laughs> Absolutely, we, we don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> Absolutely not. You can Denver. go into a oh head yeah, that's shop true. and be that's like, right. I need a bong. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, everybody that you talk to outside of Denver acts like the whole situation must be fucking crazy. Right. Oh yeah. And everybody's just running around. I mean, like, woo! Like weed, just nonstop. Just throwing like, joints off the bus. That's not <laughs> well, how it is for us. Even like, I one one day you had to say water. Water, water pipe, and then the next yeah. day you could say whatever. It didn't even matter anymore. Yeah. I remember like when you asked for grinders, you had to, like, instead of saying a keef catch, be like, oh, you know, a pollen catcher. A yeah. pollen. Because yeah, I will yeah, be yeah. grinding my spices and herbs <laughs> and, and I don't want to lose out on that. <laughs> In this grateful right, dead grinder. Exactly. You know, cause, yeah, totally. It makes sense. But everybody handles it really, like, pr- for the most part, pretty, like, adult around here. Like, honestly, the people that are, like, stupid about weed are a lot of times either the people coming to visit, mm-hmm. right, who don't necessarily know how to behave themselves. Or the kids. Or, yeah, kids who just, like, you know, I mean, that's – there's a lot of steps taken to keep it out of the hands of kids. Oh, yeah. And, like, let's not say it wasn't in kids' hands before it was legal here. I was right? smoking when I was 15. Oh, yeah, goodness. you know, right? It was, was easier to find weed in high school than it was cigarettes. School, yeah, yeah. It absolutely. Was. It really was. Or alcohol. It was easier to find weed than alcohol. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. And, you know, so – I would say, you know, maybe be a better parent, but at the same time, then I'm saying my parents were shitty parents, and I'm not saying that. No, not at all. I mean, it's it's just kids do it. Kids will find a way to get something. Maybe talk to your kids and teach them to be responsible. Right, right. I always liked uh, the whole rule of, I'll let you do it, I guess, but only in my house. You know, like, you can do it here. Yeah. Because you'll be safe here. And that's about it. I got the rule of I'm going to murder you. <laughs> go behind their parents' back to go drink at your house with your mom. and. Yeah, but I mean, that's not my problem. I'm not the one getting grounded. <laughs> I, I know, give I a shit. <laughs> you, can, you can make your own decisions. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to come over and drink. You can just come hang out. It's fine. Yeah. You don't have to come smoke pot or anything. Just come hang out. But it never was like that in high school ever. Cause no, it was all taboo. And everyone, yeah, everyone always found a way to do something. Um so more Denver news. On to more news. Um, oh, I wanted to touch one little one little thing about the marijuana stuff. Kansas uh, just finally passed a law that their cops cannot pull over somebody for just for having Colorado license plates. Which was is that awesome. Not a law before? No. I thought you had to have probable cause. No. Was well, license now plate license plate from Colorado cause? is probable cause, or it was. Right. That is I mean, we could have made it a lot to pull over everybody from Kansas just to tell them to go back to Kansas, but yeah. like that would have been like fourteen people. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's That's true. Just but um, I mean, how much does it suck if you're even if you're a, someone that doesn't smoke pot and you're going on a, you know, road trip over to Chicago or something? You're going through Kansas. You know, like yeah. you're gonna get pulled over, and yeah. probably searched just because you have Colorado plates. And that, and what if you're on a time crunch and yeah. you got to sit there and these cops are pressuring you? Not saying that all cops are bad. But most cops sometimes will pressure you into fucking up and saying that you have something. Yeah, and whether they're bad people or not, they're trying to get their quota either way. Uh, right. Yeah. And so they, I, I, I just think it's great that they stopped I, pulling people over just for the Colorado I place. I kind of wonder, what's the, um, what's the percentage of people who do smoke pot in Colorado compared to those The percentage? Um, oh, man, I, I, guess I, could, I guess I could look that up. I don't well, think okay, it's... Well, let me ask I think you it's about 50-50. Let me ask you guys this. Do you know anybody... That has started smoking or started like using marijuana that wasn't before it was legalized. No, I feel like most people I knew in Colorado has always smoked pot. 
I know a couple people that have started uh, getting like brownies and yeah, stuff. I was gonna say I know a couple I, like I know a can go out my mom's yeah. friends. Sure. Like they, yeah, they don't smoke, but they'll stuff. go out and get some. Because yeah. they didn't want to do anything illegal. Exactly. <laughs> but now that do it's illegal, do you know illegal. anybody that's tried it and just completely lost their mind and ruined their life? Um, I mean, no. I I do I do definitely think that the potency of the marijuana here is insane so yes <laughs> temporarily they might like lose their mind but sure it's, but you it's find not it like in it's the ruining end. lives <laughs> right. you know absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah i i think that i mean you can't i don't even know where i was gonna go with this but the the i'm probably one of the only people that lives in a household with three other people that don't smoke pot oh my gosh i guess none of them do so just to kind of answer, I mean, answer that a little bit. Like, I do know people that don't smoke weed. Oh, they I know. still I have a great time. Tons of people. And one of my roommates has actually, he smoked with me a couple times and stuff. But, like, it's not, it never ruined his life. He yeah. just wanted to take a puff or something. Yeah. Or or he went out and got some gummy bears and just wanted to kind of chill for a night. You know, like, I think it's I think it's really good for, as far as, as, far as like, alcohol and stuff. Like, they did the same thing with alcohol because people just wanted to get alcohol and chill. Obviously, that got a little out of hand because people are now just... Fucking everything up well, with sure. alcohol, different breed. but right. I don't think marijuana is gonna get to that point no, not where we're gonna turn be on the TV and no. it's just like tits, you sex, you pot. can't right. overdose. Like I mean, there probably there's probably people who got pulled over driving too slow because they're stoned. <laughs> sure, but it's not like you're driving <laughs> recklessly right. all like you know into oblivion. Like come on. I read this meme and earlier and it says if you put a hundred joints out in front of someone and tell them to smoke all of them, they'll try, but they'll get through about four. And they'll have already ordered food. They're cuddling with the dog, and they're about to fall asleep. Exactly. Like that would definitely <laughs> right. be me. You can't overdose. And I love those phone calls that you get that, that you hear from the like. There was that one that happened a couple years ago with the cop that ate a couple brownies, and he calls and he's all he's just frantic. He's like, I ate some brownies and <laughs> and I think I'm dying and I, I need an ambulance. And I don't like the look this dog is giving me. <laughs> yeah. He was just so high out of his mind that he, you know, he obviously, like, I think he was so paranoid because he was doing something illegal. I think he was a cop, too. You know what? The the thing with that, though, is, like, (laughs) I think to a certain degree, like, if, and maybe this is just me, but, like, if you get super anxious when you get high or something, like, maybe maybe you were super anxious before you got high and you just weren't doing anything about it. Right. Absolutely. You know? Have you guys ever seen that commercial, like, back in the day? It was probably, probably about 10 years ago about not smoking pot in high school or whatever, and that girl, like, flattens to the couch. Oh, yeah. Like, it just, like, looks yeah. way more comfortable than you yeah. ever <laughs> did. I, if she's, I want whatever she's That's how, that's how like. I want to be. Awesome. When I get off work, I, I want to melt into the couch. I, and that was, that, uh, that was prescription drugs. <laughs> yeah. That was some Oxycontin oh, yeah. or something <laughs> right there. She was taking some Zany bars or something oh, like that. Oh, my God. And, bad. you know, yeah, so, like, I mean... And the, to that end, like, why are you telling kids shit like that? Like, pot's going to make you feel like this. And right. then they try it, and they're like, I didn't really feel anything like that, but I had the best grilled cheese sandwich I've ever had in my life. Right. It right. was amazing. And then we just laughed for, like, half an hour. I found it. I found an article in the Westwood that says, according to, um, let's see, what does it say? According to Public Health and Environment, um, 13.6% of adults over the age of 18 smoke marijuana. All right, so Colorado. we should we 18. should probably 18. we should probably double that, right? Just like they say that like, you know, two out of every 
three people pee in the shower and one out of every three <laughs> people is a liar. Thirty-six <laughs> percent right. of people, and yeah. you're pulling every single person you see over and call it like fr- the Absolutely. fire license plates. That right. That is that's really not even that's half the amount of people. And, and I feel like that's supposed to be illegal, right? Yeah. Right. And there's a huge difference between like, you know, I will smoke some weed and I'm gonna smuggle drugs across and. Uh, border exactly. yeah like and i mean honestly and i was gonna say this earlier like probably don't smuggle drugs out of colorado <laughs> like smuggling drugs is bad <laughs> okay yeah, I encourage that, no. but no i mean really like there's if, and honestly like if you're somebody that really enjoys marijuana like you're doing harm to the possibilities of national legalization right. by smuggling drugs right like just go through whatever illegal mexican cartel channels you were going through before right Call your friend you know, who's you know sleeping in his mom's basement. Absolutely, still selling weed. Call him up. Get He's your still got FedEx package from Dan Green. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. We all know that shit goes on. Yep. Dante still got the best weed on the block. So well, just go over to going him. Going back to you know <laughs> like how not dangerous marijuana is. Like think about your first time smoking pot versus your first time getting drunk. Woo! First time getting drunk, <laughs> I guarantee you threw up like Woo! so much. All night so long. Man. But first time you smoke <laughs> pot, it's, d- do you not think of innocence? And, and You're sitting around uh, with your young buddies laughing. Like. No, See, I, my story not, was a little bit different. I was going <laughs> to say, that's not fair because the first time that I smoked weed, I had had about eight shots of alcohol beforehand. <laughs> oh, God. And that's so like ter- the terrible time whether you smoked or not. <laughs> I, I passed out while smoking a cigarette, and I actually, like, put like just because i passed out drunk i burned the <laughs> cigarette out in my arm oh man oh, and, no. and i didn't even wake up somebody had to come over and be like you're burning your arm and your I'm flesh like, is melting Whoa, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i can smell it's, you from here exactly but no so like but the first time that i just got high like yeah absolutely yeah. it was i mean it was just sitting around listening to like the orb and pink floyd and some right. of that Eating shit cold just pizza or like <laughs> up yeah I, I miss the giggles. I miss the yeah. giggles so much. I miss oh my them God. too. The first yeah. few times getting high and like getting that, getting that kind bud. Remember getting that oh first yeah. bit of kind bud? When it was so, t- like nobody <laughs> yeah. had it, that, that, yeah. that chronic or that, like, I that kind bud. I thought it smelled so bad because like, I had only smoked swag and then I smelled somebody smoking dead. Oh, yeah. Like, that stinks. It's I don't want to. I don't even want to go near that. Yeah. I always thought, uh, like when I first was acquainted to kind bud, quote unquote, <laughs> I always thought it smelled like butter, like like cooking butter. Huh. Yeah. I guess I could see the resemblance in that <laughs> a little bit if you take most of the skunk out of it. Right. Well, as you're smoking <laughs> it, I thought it smelled like. Oh, okay. Butter. Okay. But then, yeah. Otherwise, it just smelled like skunk, and I remember being like, wh- "Why would I want to smoke this?" Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, I re- I miss hitting that. Oh man, we used to have this <laughs> like homemade clay bong. Back in the day, when I was younger, and it was so big, we called it the Claymore. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it that thing it made me throw up so many times smoking yeah. weed. You know, like I I don't know any anybody else that throws up when they smoke, but it would make me cough so hard that I would I would throw up a little bit of like foam or something. It you definitely know, like happens, but not as much but as then it happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge bong person because it just wrecks me. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just I remember sitting down and just giggling so much. Someone would be playing like Super Mario Brothers on a Super Nintendo, and we'd just be laughing so hard about how how much taller Luigi is, or something <laughs> stupid like that, yeah. you know? Like, and now I mean, it's I I still obviously I still love to smoke and whatever, but I just wish I could get those giggles again. Those Anyone giggles out there that's got some giggly weed, send it my way. <laughs> Hit me up. I'll give you a donation. That's how that's how it works here. I think. Weed for donation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, on to the next little bit. 
This one is out of Denver. This one um, is actually more of a disclaimer to any tattoo artists out there that's listening that hasn't already heard of this. Um, this has been going around for a couple weeks now. Um, it's a disclaimer, but it's also a unique opportunity, I think, if you're a tattoo artist, if you happen to come across this. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, I mean, the guy, there's a guy that ran out on an $1,100 bill um, from Soul Tribe on Broadway. Yeah, the the piece took seven and a half hours to make. Um, the, I mean, I guess the guy went in and got a tattoo, and it took seven and a half hours, seven and a half hours to finish it. And then when the shop owners weren't looking, he just he just dipped out. And like I understand from what I read, like this is not some like shabby tattoo artist either. This is somebody. No, really I mean Soul, good. I like, Soul Tribe is great. He would yeah. think he was a guest artist that yeah. weekend, like so he somebody didn't even would work there. He was somebody wow. who was famous, okay. wow. and he yeah. was a guest artist. So somebody with every right to charge $1,100 to draw art on your body. Absolutely. Some, so, like yep. A hot commodity, something that somebody would want. Yeah. His name was uh, Al Avila, a tattoo artist from California. Right. Wow. Um, he was, he was pay, trying to pay his expenses to visit Denver wow. by getting some extra money. Well, th- and that's this guy nice. just that is fucking screwed up. him over, yeah. So if you get a tattoo from, what's this guy's name? Um, the guy, the, the tattoo artist? Al Avila. All right, he if you get a tattoo from him, you give him a 100% tip. Yeah, tip no shit, no <laughs> shit. this guy just got screwed, but no, really, so. And what a terrible thing to come to Denver, to come to visit Denver, yeah. like one of the, the places that people have been talking about the most over the last couple of years, how awesome it is. How, what, what a, I mean, to come here and visit and hang out and then get just ripped off. Right. If he so was only hard. here temporarily, he had to have had a bunch of people who wanted to get a session in with him. He had to pick and choose. And this one person that he spent all that time on. So yeah. he like wasted a whole entire day right? on somebody who's not going to pay him. Absolutely. That is, um, you know, I've, I've had that happen. I don't know if you've ever done a day's work and gotten screwed out of your money in the end. Oh, yeah. But that's, My last job. that's BS. <laughs> that, that is BS. And I bet you like it wasn't 1100 It wasn't for me. No, like, I mean, well, mine was, I got screwed out of almost $1,300 in overtime okay. hours, so. Well, then there we go. Yeah, okay, so Pretty it was. It was, right. over, it was over time. It wasn't all, like, one sitting, but, you know, yeah, over. Yeah, still, that's, yeah. So, you know, you just got to, like, so what I was saying is it's an opportunity because, like, Josh was saying earlier, like, if you see this guy, report this guy. But I would say if you see this guy and you know how to do tattoos, get him to sit down. Yes. And then. And get, then call the cops. And then, no, and then write whatever you want on him. Give him the oh. shittiest tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That, uh, that's actually a good call. And then just do it for, f- for free. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> not going to, I mean, if you can knock him unconscious sometime and just give him maybe, like, the Mike Tyson. Oh, man. Like, you don't. But in the form of dicks. Yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> it's like he just got out of a frat party. And I just always got assume dicks that's what Tyson's face. tattoo is supposed to be, and he just wussed out halfway through because I hurt too much. <laughs> I can see that. I just want some penises on my face. This is, yeah, this is just too painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so the the guy, uh, his name, oh, wow, what is his name? This is a weird name. The guy who, like, who fled? Who ran out, yeah. Okay. Do you think it's a fake oh, they name? they figured out who it was. Yeah, well, they have his ID. It's oh, on, okay. um, you can go to 9news.com and find the story. You can also go at the end of the show, um, you can go, well, not at the end of the show, but on the credits of the show, I'll have a link to this that you can go, um, you can look up his story, and you'll see they, they have a picture of him, and then they have his name, what he, uh, what he looks like, his, his weight, and everything. Um, but a, uh, I- if you see this guy, and, y- and you're a tattoo artist, I mean, either 
sit him down and give him a shitty, shitty tattoo. Um, and while you're giving him the tattoo, call the cops. So when they get there, they can just, you know, tell the cops, be like, hey, look, come arrest this guy, but just give me like a couple hours to give him a tattoo. Yeah. And then come in when I'm done. I'll call you when I'm done. Yeah. And then when, you know, whenever, whenever you're done, just get the cops in there to arrest this asshole and then he can go to jail. I mean, what so do you get like his whole back face. done? I mean, what takes seven hours? Like, I've never Who had a tattoo. It? Um, it's on the arm. It was on his arm. Wow, I've so never had a tattoo gotten, either. Like, a full and sleeve. Or yeah, something? it it seems like it would have been at, like, least, at a least a half, half sleeve, sleeve or something yeah. like that. Because and it had to have been really intricate and pretty wow. detailed. So, Treb's trying to be on the show. If any, yeah, <laughs> I'm we sure were, you can hear yeah, in the background. Attempted, so. attempted feline oh, guest yeah. here. She's a drama queen. My cat likes to knock over her water bowl. That's exactly what she uh. I'll fill up her water, and then she'll go over there and drink a little bit of it, and then she'll stick her paw in there. She's going to do it right now. Don't do it. Hey, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I love that face. That's awesome. <laughs> She's like, well, oh, who, me? Yeah, no. Like, no, fuck you. Yeah, you there know, you go. Okay. Uh, Here it goes. Watch. She's going to do it right now. Stop it. It's going to happen, I'm telling oh you. <laughs> she'll, stick her, she'll stick her little her cute little paw in there, and then, like, get water in her paw and then lick the water off of her paw but then sometimes she'll just knock the glass over with her paw well, actually every she's time going crazy because she knocked over every bowl in the entire house Ugh. i have like three different water bowls for her too anyway enough of my cat this tattoo guy don't <laughs> give him a tattoo <laughs> link is going to be on my uh the description of this podcast and uh yeah and if you're not a tattoo artist and you see him just call the cops yeah definitely don't try and pursue him or do any don't try and be a hero all right captain america you, you can't you don't have a shield anymore Unless you legitimately do, in which case feel free to knock him out with it. Yeah, that's cool. That's that cool. If you're like some, we'll talk about that in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> if you have some, if you have some like super soldier serum, you boot it up with. That's cool. No, I don't mean heroin either. No, that, that is that does not count as super soldier serum. Actually, I don't think heroin would be a good crime-fighting drug. Just <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. like speed or something like that. Sure, but like. If you're out there and you can draw, if you could make a heroin superhero, um, he and would be I, sleeping. He'd be he'd be would, Prince Prince Valium. I will Spaceballs. buy that comic book. <laughs> that needs to exist. <laughs> Prince Valium. I want to hear the more comic. About him. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you get through your day, Prince? <laughs> yes. Spaceballs, uh, kids. If you haven't seen it, watch uh, it. It is amazing. The flamethrower. Spaceballs, uh, the lunchbox. Oh man, that's awesome. All right, speaking of, uh, never mind, that that wasn't good at all. Our last news segment today is really fun because, and you'd think this is from Florida. We were talking about this kind of thing. Oh, briefly. this is the Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this comes out of Wisconsin, and this is hilarious. This is off of AlternativePress.com, and uh, the headline is, Juggalo arrested after, cut. let me repeat, Juggalo arrested, big surprise, after cutting off woman's finger, Drink and drinking her blood for a ritualistic memorial. <laughs> I think the headline says it all, <laughs> to be completely honest. I mean, what in I, I understand like loving a band and, and being super stoked at a show or something, but what possesses you to cut off somebody's finger and then drink the blood? So <laughs> I, I think she was into it. That's the thing is I was reading it. Like, did I read it wrong? Like, she said she gave her consent. Uh, yes. I, like, I she think was that's a, a willing thing. participant in this ritual. I don't know if you ever she listened was, yeah. to anything like that, but it's Never. all about... N- no? 
ICP and stuff? Yeah. No, never. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's surprising to me in particular. But I had I have one album. I will admit that I have the Riddlebox album, but I listened to half of it once. That one was my favorite. Yeah, my favorite. Um. Anyway, Kylie was a juggalo back in the day. May or may not have been. <laughs> Probably was. Um. So. Honestly, though, like if you listen to any of that stuff, like I d- and again, like we were talking about earlier, it's not that people who listen to this music are going to go crazy because they listen to this music. I think it attracts a bunch of misfits and weirdos and stuff like that. And a lot so of the, a lot of music who does. Are, like into some weird stuff, like are attracted to kind of you know music like this. Um, and so that being said, you know it's all about being like a psychopathic killer and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so, um, are you a psychopathic killer? <laughs> I'm a psychopathic writer. Oh God. All right, all right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking Just at some kidding. lyrics right here. Right. And it's some ICP lyrics dropped out of school. Cause I couldn't c- find my locker stubbles on my chin. I got yeah, hair I like Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Oh, she knows him. <laughs> she knows him by heart. I do. Like, seriously. I do. Just because I said Chewbacca, that kind of raises there my interest. Go. Maybe 0.1%. Right. I mean, if the song has Chewbacca in it, there's a 50-50 shot. It's going to be good. But no, you're right. Like, it does say, and then, and the site will make you sick, violent J, motherfucker, psychopathic. <laughs> right? Wow. And so, like, you know, like, yeah, sure, it's in there, but... We were talking about that before the show, and like Marilyn Manson, like apparently shot a bunch of kids at Columbine High School. I yeah, it was his fault. Yeah, know, like he did that. It was him and the Nintendo's right? fault. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, I I think the Juggalo part is just kind of incidental, like right. right. But how is that honoring? Because it was for his dead friend, right, who had died for, a year before. Yep. Uh, right? uh, the uh, the uh, rapper who goes. By, uh, Okay, so yeah, they were they were taking part in a ritualistic memorial to commemorate a fellow juggalo who died one year earlier. Yeah, and so, so like, one how are friends. you how are you honoring somebody like that though by drinking like <laughs> yeah. somebody else's blood? Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, like, and especially when it's volunteered, I would assume yeah. that like most ritualistic memorials that have to do with cutting off limbs are involuntary. Yes, this one was well. Okay, this one. The reason I think this is vo- voluntary. So like. A lot of the times in a lot of ICP music, they're talking about like ne- necromancy and stuff like that. So oh this is geez. like a sort of blood magic ritual, oh which geez. honestly they talk about all the time in ICP songs. It's like totally not a weird thing to juggalos to, like to hear these kind of things. I would say most of them definitely wouldn't do it in real life. Right. Well, but there are yes, the few. I, mean, I, I think there's a lot of juggalos out there who aren't very like surprised that somebody did it. <laughs> Wow. I just think it's I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mm, to to let to be like, yeah, dude, take my finger and drink my blood. This is gonna be tight. This is gonna be so sick. We're gonna honor Bobby in the best way possible. Right. And we're gonna cut off my finger and you're gonna drink my blood. Right. Exactly. And like, kind of like exactly what I was saying with like weed. Like, if you want it to be legalized, like, don't fuck it up for everybody else. Like, if <laughs> yeah. you really love the ICP, like, yeah. And I think I think Juggalos helping? get the worst rap because of their because, because of what they do because of the fringe lunatics in the group. That <laughs> yeah. not, but those are the people that get attention. Like, there's nothing in there about like you know Juggalo like volunteers at old folk homes. Exactly. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Which really I would love to citizens see. Who I either used to be a Juggalo or still is now that are really really and good there, people. I I do know that there are a lot of. Kylie is one of them. I know she used to be in the dark side, but she's come to the light finally. <laughs> and she's not a juggler. But no, I, I mean so there are so a lot of know, there, ago, there so. are a lot of people that e- that I know that are really really awesome people. Um, it's just <laughs> just sucks that you know, like you were saying, that these yeah. fucking few people have to ruin it for and all the jugglers. Like, that's how you're going to be labeled group, though, now. It's like. true. Absolutely. It's true. I Absolutely. think they're just a little more magnified because of ICP and how they were looked at, how they were viewed 
you know, when they first well, came out. Well, everybody wants to blame somebody. Oh, exactly. You know, like, oh, it, yeah. it couldn't Always. just be because this young man was fucking crazy. It had to be because of what he was listening to. Yeah, it couldn't have been because he was taking a bunch of drugs or anything, no, I, which no. I'm sure it is part of it. has everything to do with insane clown posse. Like, yeah, she was totally. bleeding profusely, so I'm assuming her blood was pretty thin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, <laughs> like, like, I didn't, you know, I... I I mean, you said the headline says it all, but after I read the headline, I had so many questions. I didn't even know where to start. Right, like, right. Yeah, I guess after for me. the rest of the story, <laughs> I still have those same questions, yeah. which is mostly just what the fuck and why. Yeah. For me, reading the headline and knowing a lot of juggalos and how crazy they are, I'm just like, yep, that sounds about right. Is this in Florida? <laughs> oh, no, Wisconsin. Uh, okay, that's also it sounds about right. right. Well, anytime that anybody <laughs> talks about eating another person or anything like that, I always go back to, like, bath salts, and I think of oh, that God. Stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so that's why I go back to Florida, because... There were, like, those zombie, like, people down there, like, eating people's oh, faces man. and shit. It still happens. It's there was some dude that uh, just recently ate part of his mom or something like that. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't, down in Florida. Yeah. That's, I mean, Is wow. Is there something in the water? Like, what's up with Florida? Florida's you know. just, they've been like that for a long time. There's been a lot of drugs down there. And you know what? I Pharmaceuticals are so easy to get down there. And, like, incre- like insane amounts are really easy to get. Right, and so like yeah. here's but the thing. But yeah, you like, get a felony for having like a gram of pot. And I don't. Oh, wanna, yeah. I don't want to generalize. Those are old like, people. I, I have family in like a popka, and I there's great people in like Orlando area, right? Oh yeah, my dad but lives in Florida. There's an insane amount of cocaine in or in Florida. I lived down there for college, and like I stayed away from it because I was paying a lot of money to be down there for college. <laughs> cocaine costs right? a lot of money. And, and, yeah, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm down here to go to college. I'm not down here to to do that, but. It was it, and I'm sure still is. Like it's just everywhere down there to the point where now people are looking for harder shit down there. So I don't know. Like has that and stuff that's made its way be... up to Wisconsin, and now people are eating people. Oh, up I'm sure. There I mean, Wisconsin I mean, is still part of the Midwest, isn't it? Or do they call that like the Northwest? North. I think it's still part of the Midwest. If you gave me a map of the United States, I could find Texas and Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and probably Colorado and Utah just because I'm in Colorado. Sure. Maybe all the four corner states. I'll give myself that, although I'd probably get Arizona and New Mexico backwards. <laughs> That's um, terrible. I, yeah, I got great <laughs> grades in school. I would get like D's in geography. I don't give a shit where anything is. Just a GPS right. was made for me. Yeah, there you go. Right. Let Siri tell me where to go. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but yeah, as far as like the Midwest is concerned, there's a lot of drugs that go on out there. There's nothing to do out there. What are you going to do in fucking the middle of corn central, you know, and not saying that every part of the Midwest is full of corn, but like there's not a lot to do out there. There's yeah. not not a lot of national sports teams to go watch. There's not a lot of concerts that go through those places. I lived in Nebraska for a while and I was always so pissed because these bands that I loved would go to Denver where I used to live and then not ever through Nebraska. And so and that was. Did you feel like you had a right to be pissed off though? Like when they weren't coming through Nebraska, was it like, <laughs> how dare they skip us? Kinda. What the fuck? Sometimes, Don't but they I know al- this is. But I also understood because, yeah, like, I, mean, I only knew like fifteen other people that would actually go to that show yeah. because of just what the type of music it was. It was just so a little more underground, and they weren't as popular in those places. So. So when we get a break, let's look up how many ICP shows there have been in Nebraska. In Nebraska, there's been a few. I remember one there particular have been, there's show. There's been one. Okay, wow. There's I was uh, say it's never and happened. actually it does, it's not even in Nebraska because it's in Council Bluffs, Iowa. I can't count that. Time, so. no. Like have well, Nebraskans let them into their they state. They actually, <laughs> actually are um, looking for places like that because they have the Juggalo gathering every year. Oh, and a okay. lot of the time, like a lot of the times, most years, I think they had it in uh, Missouri. 
Wow. Yeah. And so yep. I think I think they're thinking actually about having the next one here in Colorado, which sounds like <sighs> a terrible idea. Speaking to me. of voting, people get out there and vote. Yeah. <laughs> what what against the juggalos coming to the? Oh, uh, I don't want to sound. I don't think that's racist on the ballot, or anything, like, but <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> right. On the I don't. I don't know if juggalos are a race of people. I don't need anybody to come here and chop off my finger and drink my blood. Oh, you have Actually, not that I will Denver's let them. But already a huge. Okay, that <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me, but there's three clown towns, quote unquote, and it's Dallas, Denver, and Detroit. Clown towns. <laughs> 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 what is this? Is this, right. is this where you learn how All to right. juggle? To be an actual <laughs> juggalo, because I feel like if you're a juggalo, you have to know how to juggle. So I know, and you know, when I talk to like you know normal people about these things, <laughs> normal it people, so ridiculous. <laughs> but like, yeah, this was like, be like, yeah, dude, Clown Town, motherfucker. Oh my like, god, wow. <laughs> what is it? Why? Why is it called Clown Town? Um, well, just I don't know. I, there's just happens to be a crap ton of juggalos wow. in Colorado. Okay. So honestly, most of the people who are going to gathering already live here anyway. That so. doesn't surprise me because <laughs> why wouldn't they have it here where they can smoke weed? Everyone's going to go buy a bunch of weed and go to their Juggalo Fest. Yeah. But I do remember one concert in particular in Nebraska that I heard a couple of my Jugga friends went to. And, uh, Jugga friends? They, <laughs> they said that there was some people in the audience. I guess it was at the time when Eminem was having a feud with them or something. Oh, that, I mean, uh, that's an ongoing thing. But back in like... Like late nineties, late eighties, early nineties oh. was when they got into a feud. What? No way. Yes, they weren't around then. Yes, Eminem didn't even come out till like early. So let me tell you the story. <laughs> okay. So um, <laughs> the Eminem and uh, ICP all come from Detroit, and they mm. basically started rapping at the same time. Okay. And ICP actually got more fame before Eminem did. So Eminem, he, um, uh, and this is, you know, uh, according to ICP's story. <laughs> so he had started making flyers for his upcoming show, and he happened to be on the bill with ICP. And so he was, like, you know, opening for them, blah, blah, blah. And he was, like, trying to use them as publicity to, like, get more people to come. And um. they got really pissed about it oh. um, because they were using his name and, like, um, but then, you know, obviously Eminem blows up and he's, like, super fucking famous now. Yeah. Right, like, way bigger than ICP ever was. You than know, and they, they're bigger, but I don't know be. if necessarily <laughs> if he's any richer. Like, think about, Maybe like, the not. Juggalo following. Oh, There's yeah. millions of Juggalos out there. Right. ICP, they're rich as fuck. And, they, you know, they've bought their, like, parents' houses and stuff like that. Like, they're definitely pretty well off. I would be pretty proud of myself if I was fucking ICP. <laughs> like yeah. Well, and so oh at this yeah. concert, no, 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 people, were, uh, shit, people were throwing M&Ms at the singers of ICP. Yeah. And I guess ICP, like, jumped off the stage and beat the shit out of the kids. And, like... See, I got to respect See, that. I, I don't know if that sounds right to me. Because, first of all, ICP, they're, like, in their late 40s now. I mean, this was 10... Ten years okay, ago, something okay, like that. It was it was a little while ago. But also at the same time, ICP like uh, I know they get a bad rap, but like they're not really like super violent. Violent. Well, like, violent their J, lyrics would say otherwise. Violent J is one of the guys' <laughs> names. Violent J is but, like, really passive. He doesn't even. Or no, it's Shaggy. Shaggy Two Dope doesn't even smoke pot. Like oh, they, wow. Violent J smokes like a motherfucker. But like they, you know, they get this bad rap, but they're actually like if you've actually read anything about them, I, I have read a few things, and they're really nice people. They like bought their. Uh, little nie nieces and nephews like college educations exactly. and they bought their parents houses and they've done a lot of They're good stuff. They're relatively good so. people. Yeah, I, and like I said before, it's just the fan base that sucks. I, well, I think it's is. that and it's just that like, you know, like a lot of music, like 
I think a lot of people just don't get it. And like, well, they take admit, it too I far. don't really get it. Yeah. And so then people kind of freak out about it. Well, and right. even when I was listening to it, well, do you really have the think same that thing. I was into like yeah. you know axe murdering people or something? I don't know. I liked it because it was weird and it was different, and like the people who were listening to it were outcasts just like I was. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's kind of where the appeal was for me. I think that there are plenty of people like the guy in this news story who's just straight fucking psychopathic, yeah. and like is drawn to kind of music like this because well, it's and it's it's definitely it's a family home, thing. You know? I, I know a lot of people that always say that the juggalo life is a family life you know there's these two people that come into my restaurant juggalos mm -hmm. and i talk to them all the time and they're really nice people and Do I've they asked, come in I've like makeup them. and everything no they just <laughs> come in with their t-shirts and That's their teeth are falling out another and so. misconception is people they, they sure they'll paint their face for shows but like most juggalos don't just paint their face and walk around for fun public, like okay well and like i was at a motley crew show like earlier <laughs> this year or yeah. last year which was how was that fucking sick it yeah. was awesome it was last year Okay. But like, and like, you know, that's definitely like a thought of differently or talked about differently, like crew fans than, you know, juggalos. Sure. But like, they were all like kind of dolled up to a certain degree in terms of like, I got the <laughs> jean jackets and like, woo! Tighten up the pants. And so that's not got my that wife weird to with like, her big ass hair. Are that's we not still weird. talking about juggalos right well, now? No, no but we're talking not... about crew fans. Oh, okay. Right? Like, <laughs> but that's, that's not that weird to, uh, you know, to dress up for a concert. Or no, no, or to just get I mean? done up well, for your favorite band. Yeah. Yeah. Or like people would dress up for know, raves. Yeah. They weren't the first people to play, paint their faces. No, I'm pretty Kiss. sure Alice Kiss? Cooper was the first one nah, to ever paint I'm pretty sure it was Kiss. I think I it's Alice know. Cooper. We well, should it could very well up. be Alice Cooper. I think I mean, it was Alice Cooper. I'm going to look it up right now because I am now curious. Who I also yeah. saw in concert not that long ago, Alice Cooper, and who came out that on stage awesome. like freaking 12 feet tall singing Frankenstein. Like, Fuck that was yeah. awesome. That, I would love to see Alice Cooper. Who did Cooper. he play with? Uh, actually, I think he opened for Crew. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Was that at Red Rocks? Uh, no, it was, at, uh, it was at the Pepsi Center. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, I bet that was so much fun. Uh, Wasn't that was Molly Crew's last tour too? It was absolutely. Quote unquote. I mean, they they've that been was, having their last tour for well, like years. Now, it's right? it's still going on. Is the thing like maybe it's finished? <laughs> I don't know if it has. But they said because they came through on their last tour and then they came through on their last tour again. Sure. And they're like it's still the same tour. Oh, okay. And, like, I believe it. Like, I would, it was, it I would a believe them tour, if they said it? we haven't gone to sleep the whole time. Like, it's right. Motley Crue. I believe them. It was yeah. a world, like, a I, big, I big world tour. Motley Crue is law. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, just, like, the amount of drugs that they've done in their lives. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you guys ever sleep. They probably don't sleep anymore, yeah. No. Okay, you were right. Alice Cooper. Okay. Woo! There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it says, <laughs> this article from Noise Creep. Says we could enter into a long, convoluted discussion of face painting in the th in the theater, German expressionist cinema, monster movies, and blah blah blah. But the short answer is Alice Cooper. Nice. I asked. I asked who wore, you know, the f who was the first band to wear corpse paint? Alice Cooper or Kiss? And it was Alice Cooper. Kiss made it more famous. Right. Yeah. But yeah. um, he was definitely the first one. And then ICP never pretended like that was, you know, it was their original thing. Like right. I think that they always said that they like got the idea from Kiss. Sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was just another like the Kiss Army was a huge following. Oh like, man, being right. a juggler was no different. Like, I was yeah. in a band with well, a kid in high school that just loved Kiss. Every time we practiced in his basement, he had like those giant Kiss like pinups or whatever. Not the pinups, but like the the cardboard the cardboard cutouts poster things. Yeah. yeah, and like. But see, like we're young enough to where Kiss was like you know it was okay to like Kiss. Right. Whereas like back then it's like oh my yeah. god, Knights in Satan service. I know. Like, this is so like. Oh man. We always just you know. Freak out about whatever it is that we don't Whatever's you know. Whatever's different. Don't understand. And when you <laughs> when you drink somebody's blood, whether they're consenting or not, you're just reinforcing that negative stereotype <laughs> right. about your people. 
Well, and like like this <laughs> was, um, you know, considered so classic cute. rock after a while. I don't think that'll ever happen for Insane Clown Posse ever. I think that they will always be the outcasts. No, I don't. I don't think they'll. They have. They they don't really have a, a classification as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they're rap, yes, but I don't think general rap artists consider them. Rap. Rappers, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. I I don't know. It do, it really depends on what year you're talking about. I'll have to honestly, and I know that you might not even want to do this, but I'll have to <laughs> show you some stuff. Like their the evolution of how their music changed from the '80s to present is huh. insanity. And their stuff in the '80s was pretty much comparable to a lot of their rap in the '80s in Detroit. They sounded just like a lot of other people. And then it kind of just got weirder and weirder. And then they went towards the whole clown theme. And right. but like they were. They were like pre- they were pretty talented rappers at first, and not even like super good. They were not like legendary or anything, but they were, they were fine. Just okay. And then they just kind of like they found out that they're getting the money by being silly and weird and rapping about dumbass stuff. Yeah. And they ran with it. Yeah, Weird right. Al did the same thing. When you strike gold, <laughs> like you don't like leave and go. Oh, maybe there's gold somewhere else. Right. Like, right. You just right. hammer that. Unless you know? you're at a, at a slot machine or something. Yeah. Or well, unless you're you know some amazing artist that can just change it up every single time. And keep, right. You know, just blowing people away. Definitely been a few of those. I've always lost until it's too late, so let's change all the things that I had valued before. They never ever satisfy me no more. Cause it's about family, friends, and who you need not to greet, seen, or even those addictions I feed us in. Love, unity, respect, and peace that I believe, and feeling every day that I see. Don't tell me how to live, I'm good enough to find my way. 
close games in this league and you have to find a way to win okay now listen tonight we made enough mistakes in every phase of the game not to win all right but we did that and we still beat a team that won 17 freaking games in this league last year so this is what that tells me that tells me what we can beat that's what that tells me okay coaching playing we're gonna fix those freaking mistakes and we got a chance to be a great football team that's a way to survive man and we survive because we believe okay I got no game ball. I'm just happy we survived. <laughs> Family on three. One, two, three. All right. I had not heard that. That was the victory speech from the Broncos locker room last night after they beat the Carolina Panthers again, 21 to 20. Um, that was a, it was a good speech. I, I was kind of, when I was listening to it last night, I was getting a little bit of goosebumps. That's I'm, awesome. I really, I'm really stoked for this season as far as, Broncos go. I'm, I'm, I'm I just want them to just show everyone that we're still pretty good, you know. Right. Well, <laughs> like, and that's that's the whole thing that everybody's forgetting is that we didn't really have much of an offense no. last year. Like, I'm not saying Peyton Manning was bad. Like, he he, he managed still the game, and I don't mean manager, that as yeah. an insult. He managed the game exceptionally well. But Kubiak showed some balls last night. Like, mm -hmm. right, the going for that on on fourth and what half a yard. Yep. I mean, that's not an insane play, but I don't know if Still. he would have made that play with Peyton Manning in there. I definitely know John Fox would have probably would have punted, punted and, and yeah. instead of even taking the field goal, he would have just punted. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, or taking a knee. But, no, I mean, that's – that's uh, they, he's right, though. they got to fix those damn mistakes. Like, right. And how many they, times did they have 12 men on the field? Oh, I know. That was ridiculous. That was it was, I think they got three penalties. Three penalties, and they burned <laughs> two timeouts <laughs> yeah, because of it. 12 men on the field. That's so yeah. ridiculous. And, like – Simeon had thrown a couple interceptions. One of them yeah. was a tipped pass, and the other one was a pretty clear interception. But um, all in all, I mean, for that young of a quarterback, a second-year quarterback, to come in on his first-ever NFL game and come back in the fourth quarter down 10 points against Carolina Panthers, like, they, they have a pretty good defense, pretty good quarterback. I don't know if anyone's yeah, ever heard you know, that guy, like So tell me, like, honestly, for Simeon, is there a higher pressure situation to come into? You're coming in to the defending Super Bowl oh, champions. most definitely. Season opening game against the team you beat in the Super Bowl. I would think there's most definitely a lot more pressure. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time just yeah. left, and you're following in his footsteps. Yeah. And then you are down by 10 going into the second half. And he came out 
cool as ice. Oh yeah, the, the, the he didn't look rattled at was all. Amazing. He, and like that was one thing that the players had said a lot it, during uh, preseason stuff. They were always like, "He never gets upset. He's never like any different. He just comes into the huddle and he's like, all right, let's do this.' And like he's singing a song or something like, right? Which is great, especially for that young of a guy. Like these these receivers and running backs and everything, and the offensive linemen. They they like look at him as a leader already. Yeah, and he's twenty four. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I was watching the game with Shelby last night, and I think like they were interviewing him when I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this kid twelve? <laughs> yeah, and she's he does like, look um, pretty young. She's like, actually, I think he's twenty four, but like this is the guy you should be paying attention to. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> like, yeah, he's I think he's gonna be really good. I think the one of the takeaways from this game yesterday was that he showed some some good poise at the end yeah. of the game when we were down. He did. And especially against a team like that. I mean, if we can beat the Panthers, like Kubiak was saying, if we can beat a team that won 17 games Absolutely. last year. And that's with pretty much the same defense. They didn't have Josh Norman because no. he's an asshole and yeah. wanted more money. But uh, other than that, they had pretty much the same team. Absolutely. So it was it was amazing. The defense stepped it up like they should. Uh, they were a little sloppy. In they the were sloppy, and you know Vaughn got held the whole game. But Cam's crying about not getting his calls, so we won't cry about not getting right, ours. Right, right. No, and, and still Von Miller got a sack. Demarcus yeah. Ware, you know, cleaned up a little bit, got a couple sacks. Like, still showing that we are the have the strongest defense in the league, and that we're gonna be a force to be reckoned with again. So I'm, I'm guessing my my prediction for this year is 12 and 4 making it to the AFC Championship. Wow, okay. See, I don't know if I'm going to go that bold. I'm, I'm I'd probably it. say a bold l- prediction. 10 and 6. Okay. And not home field advantage. Okay. So, and maybe we make it to that AFC Championship game, but I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, I mean, this is one game I don't want to get too high on one game. I know. I and I you don't know? either, but I've been high on this all year ever since we won the Super Bowl and then mm-hmm. seeing all the people that re re-signed and then the the fact that we didn't really have any crazy injuries over the off season, or I mean, Talib had that gun incident at the strip club, but it seems like most football players have some incident at the strip club at one point in time or another. I mean, if you're fast and you play football, at some <laughs> point you should probably have a gun in a strip club end up in one of your stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if you're good and you just won a championship. I think that's a rite of passage. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it Plaxico Burris? Didn't they just win the championship too? And then the next, like that off season, he shot himself he in shot the leg. Himself in the leg. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Um, Memories, but I—I uh, I mean, speaking of the defense, we—it was really good. The we covered pretty well, and we had a lot of really heavy hits. Um, a lot of those being a little controversial, as far as like helmet to helmet stuff. What did you think about? Did you hear anything about that? I mean, there was a well, really. Like, I was at work this whole time, so I saw bits and pieces and okay, most of the game. Okay. But I did see the last. I saw the majority of the last quarter. I watched the whole game, and like the thing is, is football is a physical sport, so no matter right. how many rules you have, there are going to be some really rough plays. But Cam Newton, like, yes, he deserves to be protected. They deserve to protect quarterbacks, but you can't act like somebody that's out there that's scrambling and, and running, running like yeah. a running back at that point deserves the same level of protection as a quarterback that's dropped back in the pocket not even looking at the other players, just staring downfield who's going to get blindsided right. from behind. I right. mean, once he becomes an active runner, it's, I think he He should be treated like a running back for the most part. Until he slides. So then my next question is, he got hammered on that one play by, was it Darian Stewart, I think? Just absolutely annihilated uh, Chris him. Stewart. And it was a helmet-to-helmet. 
at the at the it was the last couple plays of the game. Yeah, and, and you know a helmet, it, helmet, it, and he was on the ground and he was like rolling he around. He was down and he and he, they didn't give him any concussion protocol tests. They didn't do anything no. about that. And they did. They actually did call that. I was amazed that that was offset by the fact that by the, the intentional fact grounding. that he got the intentional grounding because he got his <laughs> head taken off. Yeah. But at the same time, he, you know, I mean. I just I'm sad that they got rid of the incidental rules. I know it was subjective to the referees, but got it. That was incidental contact. Right. He did not deliberately go out there head hunting like John Lynch right. used to do, who I love. <laughs> right. He he just happened to slide down and fall down right well, he's running into full speed his helmet. Yeah. Him, and so. so those things happen. It wasn't deliberate. I think that the the call, you know, where they called hands to the face on fourth and twenty and oh, gave wow, Carolina a new set of downs. You can't do that. Oh, man. Like, you can't call that in that situation. Well, and especially because, who was it, Kelvin Benjamin, I think? He, like, wrapped his hands into Harris's helmet and, like, pulled his head a little bit. Yeah, I mean. So there was way more uh, face mask contact at the beginning of that play than there was, you know, whenever Harris got called for it. Yeah. So it's like they just kind of pick and choose what they want to call. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you know, there's been plenty of teams that have gone one and zero and not made the playoffs. There's been Very teams true. that have gone zero and one and finished number one in the NFL. Very true. So we've got to beat the crap out of the Colts next week. Yeah, agreed. and then that will be sweet. Who do we? I think who do we play on the road? Uh, we play First the game on the road. Bengals. Is that the the third uh, one after the Colts? I believe it is. Okay. I believe it is. That'll be a tough one. Bengals are out for vengeance. I, I feel like it, Colts will be a tough game too. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Andrew Luck is kind of a. I think he's gonna. I don't know, man. I think he's gonna fade. Oh. Hopefully we can though. help him out with that. Yeah, or he's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna fade a little bit, and we're gonna trade uh, some third third string quarterback to the Colts and and get Andrew Luck, and then he's just gonna have a resurgence in Denver. <laughs> Absolutely, and we'll give him some plastic well, parts in his neck just for then, good yeah, measure. Then it'll be the third Colt quarterback that we've taken. Absolutely. And won a Super Bowl with. <laughs> I love it. We're two for two right now. We need. I love it. Suck I love it. it. <laughs> uh. Uh, so the one thing, the last thing I want to bring up as far as the game goes last night, Brandon Marshall um, stood or didn't stand. I guess he he uh, I guess stood up with his his uh, former college roommate or frat frat brother Colin Kaepernick by kneeling during the uh, the national anthem, and today he lost his endorsement deal. To one of the companies that was, uh, you know, endorsing him and paying him for stuff. Um, basically, my question about that is, is that okay? You know, I, I understand that, like, Michael Phelps, you know, he got his endorsements taken away because he got caught smoking pot. And so, yeah, of course, Nike, Subway, all those places that are trying to promote, like, upstanding citizens at the time when pot wasn't legal anywhere. Of course, they're going to take their endorsements away because it's, it's a bad image. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. As far as this goes, Brandon Brandon Marshall was just kind of, he was just kind (sighs) of, he was standing with Colin Kaepernick in the fact of uh, the oppression thing, you know, and and it's very true. Like we were talking about a few minutes ago, the, I mean, black people are very, they're treated very differently in this country. They, right. Maybe not everywhere, maybe not all the time, but right. Systematically overall. There's right. still a lot of issues. And so for him to stand up what he be- for what he believes in and lose all those endorsements just because of, of 
that, I mean, I, w I would think as, I mean, I'm totally different, of course, my views are a little bit different, but as a CEO of a company, if someone was standing up for what they believed in, I would think that would look good on people because it's showing them to, to actually fight back, you know, to actually kind of take a stand against certain things and, uh, and be an American, you know what I mean? Uh, exercise that freedom of speech and all that stuff. But to take it away just, just because of that, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little baffled so about it. I, I have to say I'm kind of baffled completely by the reaction that we've had as a country to what Kaepernick did. Mm -hmm. You know, I got up that morning. It was actually – I didn't hear about it until Sunday morning when I got up. I guess it had happened like Friday night at a preseason game. I didn't hear about it. Mm -hmm. And I got up and I heard about it and I read about it and I read what he said and I agreed with him. Right. And so with being 21st century, I went to social media and just said, hey, you know what? Like, I agree with what Kaepernick is saying here that, you know, right. we as much as I love this country, can't sit and or can't stand and salute the flag right now while we're just oppressing, you know, Americans, Americans because of the color of their skin. Right. You know, and I then turned my phone off and went to church, which was an hour and a half long service because there was a baptism. Mm -hmm. And I came back out, and, you know, Facebook makes a little pop sound on your phone when you get a notification. Oh, wow. And it sounded like popcorn in the microwave. There <laughs> were so many notifications. And people were raging, like good friends, I mean, raging, you know. And I know everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's kind of my point in the first place. <laughs> right? But it's just, I mean, people really, and these aren't, stupid people i mean they're really angry about it and i just i guess i would i would want to really understand why like i've not why had anybody angry, able yeah. to explain it to me other than talking about you know the troops and this and that and i think that's the problem is that a lot of these people are like are they're taking it as he's like fuck america fuck the troops like fuck all of this and I don't think that that's what he, he that's not what he's saying at all. That's in his in his press conference after the whole outrage started. That's what he said. He said, I, I love America. This is why I'm here. You right. know, and I just don't like the way that things are going on. But those people who feel that way, like, are not going to go watch him speak. Like, they no, probably right. like they probably have have no idea about anything that he said you're about right. his views right. at all. They're like, he's he's so disrespectful. They're just they don't. And that's the problem in general in this right. country right. now is when we get mad about what somebody said. We then Shut don't want to hear off. anything because yeah. we want to stay mad and we want to be right. But no, that's and, you know, I had um, people who I know, you know, saying for, as a military person, I'm so offended that you would, uh, you know, agree with what Kaepernick did. Mm -hmm. I had people that I knew that were in the military that said, I agree with you completely, you know, and I mean, really, like there was there's a lot of of anger towards it but i know also that people have, have certainly told me that a lot of i know a lot of people agree with what he's doing and and what brandon marshall is doing in in, in kneeling and well and it's the i mean they're exercising their free speech yeah and they're you know, they're trying to get a point across to well, people yeah. and, and peacefully though right like <laughs> no i was and saying that uh, brian was saying that last week just saying that it's a at least it's a peaceful protest, and he's not starting a riot no, with you know yeah. a bunch of Molotov cocktails and shit. Encur or encouraging like, people to do so. Right. Like he's not telling anyone to go kill any cops. He's not telling any people to go kill white people or whatever. He's just saying that something needs to change. And right. And at what point do we actually, like, going back to this country being lazy, like, 
when do we actually do something about it? Like, yep. shootings happen. We don't really do anything about it. We feel bad. We have, like, you know, a little song or whatever, and then we move on, and it happens again. And, you know, black people are getting killed by police for just random stops. You know, that woman that got pulled over for a minor traffic violation and ended up going to jail and ended up dying in the jail. Yeah. Just That's because right. the cop got, I mean, his balls were gigantic. <laughs> I don't know what happened. He got a testosterone overload. But, you know, this is an issue and it needs to be addressed and, and we don't do anything about it. And then people have the audacity to say that there's there's a better time and a better place for Kaepernick to choose. Right. And to what make better time or place than on a national stage? Yeah. I would say he got everyone's attention. I've heard yeah. a lot of people being like, oh, he's just using that to like gain his fame or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of a interesting way to think about it. But um I think that he's using it as a way to get that across. Like he's taking advantage of the fact that he that people are listening to him. Right. Yeah, that is uh that's good. I think enough on that. I'm a little I'm a little burnt out on the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, so up next <laughs> we have our Star Wars news. <laughs> um <laughs> that is <laughs> my new little soundboard. That I found, so I, I can have some noises. <laughs> awesome. I wanted to. I wanted to have something there for the transition into this. Um, first bit of Star Wars news. As you all know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, as well as a Broncos fan. Probably more of a Star Wars fan than a Broncos fan. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's pretty close. Um, but I am always keeping up with new books coming out, new movies coming out, new toys coming out, and this first little bit of an update is uh, there's a couple new books coming out. Um, one is by James Lucino. He wrote <coughs> some of the old um, expanded universe books, uh, one of them being the uh, the New Jedi Order. He started off the New Jedi Order series with, um, with uh, what was it? Uh, Agents of Chaos 1 and 2. Agents of Chaos 1 and then Agents of Chaos 2. He's actually the one that killed Chewbacca. James Lucino is. So he's got some balls. And he's just wrote a new book called Star Wars Catalyst. It's a prequel to Rogue One, the new movie coming out in December. And it's about um, Jin Erso. The main character in Rogue One is named Jin Erso. She's the one tasked with uh, stealing the plans to the Death Star or whatever it is that they're stealing. She's going on. She's the one tasked with the mission. Um, but Catalyst is about Jin Erso's father and uh, how he basically was the inventor of of the the death star weapon the laser and so i i'm pretty i'm pretty excited to read this book i've been keeping up on these i i just i'm almost done with the princess leia book um it's it's called bloodline and it's it's pretty good and i love the fact that all these are canon now and i'm excited to see um the uh the explanation of how they make this death star laser cuz it is pretty fucking intense that thing is huge right. blowing up planets and shit Absolutely. I mean, that's a lot of private contractors. Right. <laughs> Nate, you are a big Star Wars fan. I am. Yeah. I am. I don't think I know as much about the expanded universe. So I guess it's all, as you said, it's all canon now, right? Right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And and as we were talking about before this, like, I'm really excited for Rogue One. Nice. I'm, I'm really excited pretty much for everything that's coming up now <laughs> with Star Wars. You yeah. Know? Um, I agree. Who was, uh, Zimmer was telling last week, he was saying, what was it, the, the quote was, if you told someone from the 80s that uh, 
that 20 years from now or something, a Star Wars movie would be made every year. They would think it was a utopia. Right. Like, and that's what it is. For the next seven years, we're getting yeah. a new Star Wars movie, and it's and fucking awesome. That's going to be awesome because I, I am – and I am not saying that I did not like uh, The Force Awakens. I thought it was good. I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it played it very safe in terms of – not pushing the boundaries of the Star Wars storyline too much. And sure. that was important to kind of reestablish, like, hey, we can make a Star Wars movie because the prequels kind of freak people out, yeah. right? Because sand is irritating and it's rough <laughs> and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah. And then we hear a new sand planet. We're like, oh, fuck, really? Oh, my God, I hate sand. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, and so that did a very good job of reestablishing it because if that movie didn't work, then we don't get a Star Wars movie oh, every year for, for seven sure. years. For and sure. so now Rogue One, I mean, that looks to be, to me, if you thought that Empire of the, Empire Strikes Back was dark, like just get ready for Rogue One, that looks very dark. I think it's going to be, I think everyone's going to die in the end. That's my bold prediction of Rogue One. I think that, you know, Darth Vader's going to come in and just kill every single person that had stolen the plans. You know, that they, they had already gotten rid of them, given them to Princess Leia, but, you know, they... Yeah, they're probably gonna end up dying. Well, and like, so. if you're, I felt ripped off when the prequels came out, just in the sense that we never got to see any of the awesome, I mean, horrible but awesome stuff that Vader did, right? Before, uh, you know, A New Hope and Empire and all that, we didn't get to see any of that. All we got to see was little kid Jake Lloyd, yeah. and then driving a pod racer, and which then cool. emo uh, Hayden Christensen, <laughs> oh, man. and then. Really whiny Hayden Christensen, uh, <laughs> who God, you know Hayden says you want to understand my power, <laughs> right? I mean that's terrible, and oh all of this, God. and it's like why didn't we get to see Vader going around, and like why didn't we get to see all the Jedi getting killed off, and we didn't get oh, to see any man. of this, and like now like all that stuff's gonna get explored. I yep, and I think that Rogue One, if if Rogue One is successful, they're gonna do a lot more exploring oh, in yeah. those areas. I know there's books coming out as far as. Uh, those go. There was a, what was it called? It Tarkin. There was a Tarkin book that came out that had some Darth Vader in it and stuff, and it's in between A New Hope and all that. It's, but it's about um, Admiral Tarkin from the first Death Star, uh, about his like rise to power and stuff. And you know, uh, Rebels. I don't know. Do you watch Rebels at all? No, but here's what I will say: is I, I saw like the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and it was good. I just didn't and i know we're going to talk about some other tv shows later i didn't have room for another show at the time sure it's but a I, kid I, show too but i did so. watch the at the same time i watched the trailer for season three mm. and it is a kid show but like wow like it it looks it took a turn like After it's gonna be a little bit more mature than i gave it credit for the being. first and you know i've told everyone if you're gonna watch rebels watch the first three episodes of each season and the last three episodes of each season and you're good okay because you know how cartoons they they have those filler episodes Absolutely. and all the unimportant stuff but like in the end of uh season two of rebels ahsoka came back from clone wars okay um, old uh, anakin's padawan she came back and fought darth vader and it was one of the most badass fight scenes that i've seen in a star wars cartoon in a really long time um and it, it really showed like how powerful he was and what he could do and and just how evil he is you know because there's there's one scene where ahsoka cuts off part of his mask and you see anakin's eye his like yellow eye and she's like oh my god is that you anakin and he's just like no and like goes and attacks her some more and just oh he's just so brutal so Um, like that's um 
and that's season two? Season That's the end of season two, yeah, okay. like the season finale. Basically, it's the season finale is like three, uh, three episodes long, and it's the whole story of Ahsoka and uh, all of them. Hang on a second. Ahsoka, yeah, sorry. It's a story about Ahsoka, and then um, also Darth Maul comes back. He comes back at, at the last three episodes of season season two. Which I've heard that from people, and I just, I don't... They like do a good job of explaining it and kind of making it a little believable. Because he did come back in Clone Wars. You know, obviously in episode one he gets chopped in half and thrown down a garbage chute. <laughs> and uh, then in Clone Wars, he comes back as basically like half man, half spider. Okay. So he's he's like... When he fell down the chute on Naboo, he was found by, like, all these, like, garbage dwellers, you know? And they took him out, and they rescued him, and they attached these spider legs to him so he could move again. And then he was found by his brother, Savage Opress, who is, he's, uh, he's yellow, but looks exactly like Darth Maul. Except instead of red, he's yellow. Um, and so, uh, oh, man, where was I going with this? <sighs> so, anyway... So then in Clone Wars, he disappears. Like, he goes, he goes away. Um, him and Savage get in, get in a fight with uh, Emperor Palpatine, and Palpatine kills Savage, which is Darth Maul's brother. And then Darth Maul, like, disappears and decides that he wants to, like, become... Uh, he wants to destroy the Sith, you know? So he's, he's basically denounced his Sith, Sith religion, and he wants to destroy everything that's part of the Sith. Um, so then he comes back in in Rebels as uh, someone that trains, like the one of the main characters is named Ezra and he's a kid and then so Darth Maul comes back and like helps him find a Sith holocron hmm. which is basically, I, I don't want to go I don't want to go too much into it because it's, it's a really cool story and stuff but basically Darth Maul goes to this Sith temple and hangs out there for years and years trying to find this holocron until, you know, the, the characters of Rebels actually shows up and then, um, Help basically helps him find it. So, I, like I said, I don't want to go into it, but he he does have a pretty good story arc, and he didn't die at the end of Rebels. I will say that. Um, so he could come back. And there's been a lot of different things of Darth Maul being fucking Snoke, which I think is retarded. By the way, Ridiculous. if you don't want Sorry, any spoilers, go back and don't listen to the last three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just go back real quick. <laughs> Sorry about that. Spoilers. No, but Rebels. so I wanted to ask you though because. Disney bought uh, Star Wars how many years ago? Just f- like what, four or five years I think ago? It was four like years that, ago. Right? Five, I, I don't know. I'll f- it'll it'll hop up. In if my you time were if you in. were anything like me, were you not kind of worried about Disney of I was all companies owning Star Wars? I, w- I wasn't. I wasn't worried as far as a fan goes because I knew that they were going to make good movies. Look at the Marvel series, and you know the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Like all of those are amazing movies, and then, <coughs> I mean. I think at first I was a little scared because I knew they were going to be money hungry and they were going to put Star Wars on everything. And I, I was right. You can get Star Wars cereal. You can get Star Wars potato chips. You can get Star Wars Q-tips. You know, you can, I have a Darth Vader bong. I, you know, you can get anything Star well, Wars Well, I don't right know now. if Disney got any money off your Darth Vader and bong. It, well, probably not. But, and but if what they I'm saying did, is that, yeah, like, like, hats off to right. you. <laughs> They make a nice water. Dark marketing, yeah. <laughs> but um, they they are they do kind of disappoint me in the sense of that they have just made so much money on right. the name. Well, and like I just I mean honestly, I was worried, but I think they've I mean 
they've done pretty well. Right. You know? And what I the, I was I'm sorry I babbled for a second, but getting to the point of that, when they cast J.J. Abrams, not cast, but when they got him to direct, hired him to direct the movie, I was like, all right, this is gonna be good. All oh, right. I don't even care. Yeah. This is gonna be great. I loved the new Star Trek movies. Um, I fucking loved Super Eight. Uh, what else did he do? I there's a few other things that he's done that Cloverfield I really liked that movie I know a lot of people didn't like that movie but I really liked that movie and I just I as soon as they announced that he was going to be the director I was like okay I'm good now now I now right. I start the countdown I mean I was five days till episode seven honestly at <laughs> first I had like just terror nightmares of like little kids cartoon shows like about like you know <sighs> Just, I mean, and, and as you said, Rebels is a kid's show, but I thought it would be, like, really Like, super kid Did you ever stuff. watch Clone Wars at all? Uh, you know, that's the thing, is there's there's Clone Wars that everybody always talks about, and you can find it. But you then there was the that original anime, Clone Wars, huh? and that the, the anime. The one that was, like, two seasons, they were ten-minute episodes. And that was that awesome. Was way than the, that's really yeah. funny, because I actually watched that before. What happened to that? It's gone. They act like it didn't exist. It's because they went to Disney Channel, I think. No, no, they stayed They stayed on Cartoon Network. It was Cartoon Network. But it was, yeah, it was something with, uh, oh, I don't know, some contractual thing. It was so cool. With LucasArts and stuff. But, yeah, yeah that shit was great. I was yeah. so stoked. And then they came out with that bullshit Clone well, Wars movie. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't season two of the, um, you know, the other Clone Wars, didn't it end right before episode three starts? It did. Yeah. It had it introduced that whole like two season thing introduced Grievous. Yeah. And it showed how he came to be the fucking maniacal robot that he is. And it led right and up it, to that it battle. Was right. It. I think the last scene was Grievous capturing uh, Palpatine. Yeah, and so then the um, the episode three obviously starts with you know them them going to to, to rescue him. So yeah, which it was, it was you know, perfect. and that's I I have to say I think that's like the only one of very few pure parts of the prequels is the opening maybe fifteen minutes of each one of episode three oh, especially. Okay, you know when that opened and they actually got into that space battle and they kind oh. of bend around and you see oh, the amount of so shit going good. on. I thought, oh my god, this might actually make. All the rest of the prequels worth it. And, you know, I liked episode three a lot. I think it did kind of make the prequels a little worth it just because of the complete carnage. Now, like you were saying, it would be really cool to see Anakin, like, just throwing Jedi in the air and just, like, slicing them in half and fucking just destroying the Jedi temple. Instead of just force choking Natalie Insta Portman. Exactly. And, like, just kind of walking <laughs> I mean, angrily really? up the stairs to the Jedi temple. Like, it, but as <laughs> besides the Anakin and Padme aspect of episode three which was only about 10 15 minutes which was great yeah he realized he couldn't write romance yeah exactly so uh, <laughs> other than those little bit of parts i think that movie was obviously the, the best in the series or in the in the prequels in the prequels right yeah series, obviously but, not in the series i was uh, gonna walk out right now <laughs> <laughs> done mic drop I'm absolutely out. fucking out no i mean and i really like episode one too because it was still like real they still used a lot of the like puppetry they and did like in the, 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 the uh the, the pod race when you see the whole um audience right it a was lot a, of the wide shots that was audience. actually well in, in some of the extreme wide shots though when it's the model mm -hmm. the little characters if you actually really look oh yeah are that's like right. pretty much q-tips that's practically. right yeah so, i remember them like on one of the special special features they were talking about that yeah. how they built that with all the just yeah. like kind of q-tips with paper and on top of it i mean stuff, yeah. honestly if you cut jar jar binks out of episode one it's not it probably a been the bad best. movie yeah it's really not it's true it's so true but i i don't know i don't know that's 
whatever. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Yeah, Rogue One's going to be awesome. Yeah. Moving back on to getting back on the topic. Rogue One will be good, and I really believe that this book, Star Wars Catalyst, will be really good. Um, speaking of books that are coming out, I don't know if any of you out there have actually read the old expanded universe of Star Wars, but there was the one series that everybody knows and everybody has probably heard of, and it's called The Hand of Thrawn, and it is by far one of the best trilogies of books that, that Star Wars has ever come out with. Um, Thrawn was, uh, I don't even, he was like the, the baddest of badasses, and he didn't even have any powers. He, he wasn't a Jedi, he was just a fucking admiral of, of the Imperial Navy. But he was so good at, at um, conducting battle strategies that there were times where the rebels would, or not the rebels, at this point, back in the old expanded universe, it would have been the New Republic fighting off the old empire. So at this point, part, Thrawn was part of the old empire. And every time the, the New Republic would think they're going to go you know, destroy the old empire, like Thrawn would show up out of nowhere. Like I remember specifically one part of, uh, I think it was um, the second the second book of that series, uh, Heirs of the Empire and uh, something else, Last Command, I don't remember, but the second book, um, the o the New Republic, like, flies into this uh, fleet of Imperial, like, Star Destroyers. Like, they're going to this planet to relieve the planet of whatever empire is left there. And when they get there, there's an entire fucking Empire army just waiting for them, and they just get destroyed. And that was because Thrawn knew exactly what they were going to do, exactly where they were going to go, uh, where they were going to stop coming out of light speed, and and how to destroy them. Basically, like he, they they came out of light speed, and they were already firing on their ships because they knew where they were going to be. Like they knew the coordinates. He was so precise. And so, that all being said, Thrawn is coming back in season three of Rebels. They're introducing that character into the real canon now, because um, as everybody knows, the old expanded universe, which includes the Hand of Thrawn, all of that is now considered non-canon. So I think fans clamored so much that now Disney is bringing Thrawn into season three. And with that, um, they're bringing a Thrawn novel, which is coming out in uh, March 2017. And it's written by none other than Timothy Zahn, the same guy who wrote the original um, Hand of Thrawn series. So I'm really excited for this book to come out. Um, this is one that I'm going to read within probably three days because th this guy is so good at like capturing how how evil Thrawn is and and just how how powerful he is in the mind, not just with like the Force or with a lightsaber or something. He's just so smart. So is this is this set between Jedi and uh, the Force Awakens? No, as far as I know, it's in between Episode three and four. So it might even be, mm. it'll be before Rogue One. Okay. Because Thrawn is getting introduced into Season 3, and Season 3 is leading up into Rogue One. So Rebels is set before Rogue One as well. Yep. Rebels is basically the beginning of the Rebel Alliance. Mm. And then Thrawn is brought in to destroy the Rebel Alliance. Like, like uh, Emperor Palpatine is desperate or something, and he's like, okay, dude, I'll, I guess I'll let you, I guess I'll let you loose. <laughs> and, uh... So they're going to kind of explore that story of, of him being a Grand Admiral, but then Timothy Zahn is writing a story of how he became a Grand Admiral. So I'm just r I'm really stoked to see what makes Thrawn tick, like what makes him so bad. Like they're going to start like it's, it's his it's his like biography basically like growing up, and so it'll be really interesting, especially being written by the guy that wrote all of those Thrawn books. There was even another book um, uh, that Timothy Zahn wrote called Spectre of the Past, I think. And it was about a Thrawn clone. 
And so he's he's always had Thrawn on the mind, and he knows exactly what that guy's all about. So it's great that Disney brought him back in to write the origin story of Thrawn. And hopefully they keep it going. Hopefully he comes into the fucking live-action movies. If he comes into episode eight, I will shit my pants. Swear to God, right in the theater, I'll shit my pants and start crying and screaming, and I will throw my dirty underwear at the screen and just start <laughs> screaming. I, I will be so excited. All right, you heard it here. <laughs> Do not go see episode eight with Josh. <laughs> There's always a line, and I always cross it. <laughs> Very sorry. Um, <sighs> so anyway, moving on from that. <laughs> I know that. I, know kinda, I kind of forgot where I was for a minute. Yeah, there. I, know, <laughs> I know you guys are not like super into the books. I just I love the books. I'm always reading those things, and like I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just wanted to kind of update, you know, what's going on. Um, and we already talked about rebels. That was my next. <laughs> my next topic in this section. So we'll move on from that to um, I, last week we forgot to talk about the TV shows we've been watching lately. Mm. Um, and this, this last two weeks, uh, I have been watching Better Call Saul and, believe it or not, Star Trek Next Generation. Um, just, to, just to recap, it's my third time, fourth time watching the entire series of, <laughs> of uh, Next Generation. But it's still as good as it was before. Um, and and Better Call Saul, it's pretty good. Have you ever? Have how you far? How how far are you in? I just it? finished it uh, two nights ago. Okay, so you finished the second season. I finished the first season. Sorry. Okay. I, I, yeah. I watched so these on Netflix. Yeah. You, <laughs> then here's what I'll say is is you haven't seen Better Call Saul then. Okay. So because the second, the second season, is good. season shit gets real. Okay. Good. And <laughs> yeah. that's you know I, I kind of figured this was like one of those opening seasons where they're like kind of just showing they what happens. Couldn't, I don't think they could really find their tone. And, yeah, I can see season. that too. There were a lot of different, you know. I mean, like different the whole, you know, and I guess episodes. spoiler alert, right? But the squatty potty or the, the squatty potty actually exists. Go ahead and Google that if you want to watch a rainbow crap out um, <laughs> ice cream. I'm not joking. <laughs> or uh, a unicorn, a unicorn crap out rainbow ice what cream. What is this? Squatty it's called potty? the squatty potty. If you want to look, that I'm up. looking it up right now. But no, so. <laughs> Uh, but he invented that that toilet that like cheers or something when you crap in it. That oh, episode. Yeah. You were talking about watching the first three episodes of, of a season and then watching the last three. Mm-hmm. That's what you could do with season one of Better Call That's Saul. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of garbage in between there. Season That's two, true. every episode is it's a lot. I don't want to say it's as good as Breaking Bad, but it's a lot more like that where every episode ends with you going like, oh, holy shit. Right. I, have I need to, to watch see the, the next, next one. one. Yeah. And That's so what I was kind of hoping for with this, but I was able to like take breaks. You know? Yeah, I'd be yeah. Like, All right, I'm done with this. I'm gonna play some Battle Thunder or something. You yeah, know? And it's it with, with Breaking Bad. I was I couldn't stop until the yeah. very end. I was I mean I watched that in real time too. So like, I I was like in I was I was an addict. Oh my god, <laughs> itching for another right? Episode, yeah, literally. that uh, whatever the whatever the final season of that was when it starts out with Brian Cranston with the the toupee or whatever you know, and he's oh, got yeah. the like shotgun or something in his car, yeah, and then and he, the, he goes to his old the house, neighbor all drops all up. the things, and you see Heisenberg written on the wall, yeah. and then it just and, and it cuts to a completely different time, it's and you like don't know what that is. That. It was oh, like man. oh shit, I remember that being one of the longest weeks Seriously. until the next well, episode the longest, like nine weeks i know you don't even yeah. find out why he goes back to the house oh my until God. like is, is it jesse like spray painted right didn't jesse do that uh no i think it was just some kids i can't remember do you remember i don't but i don't i don't think that like some kids would know that he was heisenberg well, i thought I mean, it was no. jesse i mean i could totally be wrong jesse went in and tried to burn his house down that's okay he wouldn't jump up the gas man i haven't seen it since that aired but yeah so Okay, so you've been watching Better Call Saul. That's a good show, and Star Trek: Next Generation. And Next Generation, right. and then uh, and then we have American Horror Story. 
Yeah. I just finished season three of American Horror Story. Kylie's been I've watched season one and now season three. I skipped season two because I didn't really care that much. Oh but okay. Kylie was telling me that season two was really good. It was insane, and it was like kind of terrifying. And I'm like, I really like horror movies, but like a lot of the time, I was just sitting there like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> like on TV, I why is this happening? And it was just, it was gory, and it was weird, and it was taboo. And you're like, is this even like legal to put on like the screen? You know what I mean? People are watching this on TV, right? And on so. FX too. It's not even like that private of cable right. it's yeah it's not a premium cable. channel so. yeah that's yet, uh i need to give that show another chance i watched the first season i love the first season i thought it was, uh, I, thought it was I, I, I don't the know end of it kind of pissed me off because i was like how spoiler how can a ghost impregnate somebody that's kind of where i was confused that's a topic for an entire podcast. yeah yeah i know I, we talked about this and I spectral and, and insemination yeah, i don't, don't want to get into it but like i was just i was like what the Fuck, <laughs> this could have been so much different. I loved it up until the last five minutes. So, and I think that's kind of what turned me off to season two because I was just like, eh, whatever, I don't really care. But after she said she watched season two, I decided to watch season three with her. And I actually, surprisingly, I really liked it. I heard that one's one of the worst of the seasons. Yeah, um, I, I do know a lot. I know a lot of women that like that season, but like honestly, it's, well, I it's was about like a bunch of it witches. Was okay. It's about a bunch of women. And it's not like I, I dreaded watching it or anything. How many but men like, are actually in that season? You know, I I have noticed a like very very like a theme that <laughs> they hate men. They, they that in whole like entire the whole, show? the whole entire show like men are painted in like the most terrible light. Interesting. Yes. Because yeah, there no was, idea like, how hard it is to be a man in this country. <laughs> right. We're oppressed. <laughs> oh, <man>. We're <laughs> oppressed on almost every every cable show. Especially now. a white man. It's oh, so geez. rough. We're always the assholes. God. Just because it's true to life doesn't mean you get to talk about I'm it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna bitch about my iPhone uh, and how my computer's not fast enough and no. how my TV's not big enough. <laughs> but no seriously it was very like woman heavy there oh, was yeah. there was the one kid uh that i don't even know his fucking name he plays quicksilver in x-men um oh man what was his name mm, in this one it was his name was kyle it was in the kyle show. it was kyle in the show but there was him and it then was there was the guy that was evan something right oh yeah evan evan goldberg or something like I, that I, I, I don't know, but but there was him, and he was he was a recurring character in the show, and then there was mm-hmm. the guy that got his tongue cut out. So there was another guy, but he was like the slave slash butler slash mute. Yeah. He didn't ever say anything until like the last few episodes, and then that that was about it, really. I mean, they had the the couple characters that got killed off immediately. The recurring ones? No, the the guys. Oh. I guess okay. the, they had the yeah, husband the too. The the chick's husband was also in it. Uh huh. Kind of recurring. Yeah, but that's about it. Well, and I guess uh, I think that the whole the coven, the third season was kind of meant to be like centered. Right, and it's it's all about witches and stuff. But 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 now that you're saying that, yeah, of like the rest of the show is yeah. So wow, it hmm. the men are painted in a terrible light. Well, in the first the the first season, you know, the that guy's a cheater. Yeah, that's true. And he's a piece of shit. And the other guy, he's uh, yeah, he it's just pretty terrible. That's the asylum one. I I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it, but. And, you know, maybe I'll watch it, but I'm kind of a pussy when it comes to that, so I don't know if I want to be too scared. I, that one's kind of intense. Like, it, I th- yeah, <laughs> you, you were, like, closing your eyes for stuff in Coven, and I'm like, oh, my God, he couldn't handle Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a puss when it comes to that. So we're talking about a show with, like, mostly women, right, mm-hmm. of, of season three, at least, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so part of that, I think, is, is a response to the fact that 
there aren't a lot of women in movies and Very television true. roles. Very true. Right? And so it just recently, right, a study came out from the University of Southern uh, California talking about, um, I guess they analyzed about 100 films uh, in 2015 and found that women still comprise less than one-third of all speaking roles. Black characters represented 12.2% of speaking roles. Wow. And less than 1% of speaking roles went to LGBT characters. Wow. Huh. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. Whatever makes them the most money, I guess. Which is kind of shitty. Nowadays, I'm, I'm, I love Netflix now. You got Orange is the New Black. That show's amazing. And that's all about women and lesbians right. and all sorts of crazy shit. Well, and we talked about Stranger Things, right? And, like, yep, who yep. is the most badass person on Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, like the, a 12-year-old girl, girl yeah. <laughs> right? And it's, it's true. I, I think Hollywood is definitely going into a new direction. I mean, yeah. Marvel fans have been begging for a Black Widow movie, probably yeah. just because it's Scarlett Johansson. But, like, either way, that is the only, like, I mean, now Marvel is doing a... A uh, movie about Black Panther, which is a a black character, right? You know? and so there's there's a standalone movie with that um, sort of like what would you would you call that like a segregation or whatever the <laughs> I think that's that what people. you don't want to call that's it. Right. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out the right word like for it. Demo- I don't know. That not demographic. demographic. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Race. Like, we'll say race. Yeah, that we'll class of the black people. We'll edit this part out. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> So Black Panther now has um, <laughs> the the lead character that is black, and so that's more opening the door for more black lead characters to right. come in. And then right. so now well, they, all like, they need to do is make why, a, like a woman lead character. There there are way more than twelve point one percent of this country as black people. Oh yeah, for sure. So like why why is that? I mean, and and definitely way more than one percent of the country is either lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered. Right. Right, and and but that doesn't make it onto the screen because that makes the other eighty percent of us uncomfortable. Like I don't know. Right, and I think that's what makes good good television and good movies. Is yeah, like, I mean to capture that sort of feeling of being uncomfortable and I, to be like, in those situations and all that stuff. Like I think that's I think they need to make more movies like that. Yeah, I mean there were so many times in Orange Is the New Black where I got uncomfortable and I'm like, mm. this is this is great fucking television. I like. Want to go take a shower, but I still can't look away from this <laughs> show because it's so good. <laughs> and I, I think that just needs to be brought in more as far as Hollywood goes. And yeah. also make a Black Widow movie. So hats off <laughs> to season three of American Horror Story for at least. And I mean, painting women in such a positive light, it sounds mm-hmm. like, too, as a bunch of witches. Well, with, yeah, powerful know. women. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. And obviously there were the evil people and the yeah. good people and whatever. But So um, are there are good witches then? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The, the main main story was about all the good witches, but there oh, were okay. the bad bitches. Bad bitches. Bad bitches. Bad bitches. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, have you been watching anything lately, Nate? So, yeah, right? So, I, as I was saying, I watched Stranger Things, right? And I don't want to spoil the ending of Stranger Things, <laughs> right? Right. But if you haven't seen that show, please see that show. Oh, man. But it ended, so and, and, it, and the way that it ended caused me to have to go to the internet and be like, you know, kind of WTF. And <laughs> um, what I read was, well, it's actually very similar um, to kind of, Twin Peaks, and I was like, Twin Peaks, I keep scrolling past that in Netflix. I've always heard about that show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've seen an episode. 
and I, I didn't, I just kind of, I watched it, and I was like, I need to watch more of this, yeah. and then just kind of forgot. Yeah, if you it. see like one episode, just out of context or whatever, or just even just the first episode, mm-hmm. might be hard to get hooked. But you know, I think there's forty episodes or thirty three or something. Mm-hmm. I blasted through that in like two weeks. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. we should watch it. So then. it it is yeah. a really like good show. Things, yeah, it's yeah. it is. I mean, it's 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 stranger older. than Stranger Things. Yeah, and it's a little older. So it's a little older. Is well, I mean, the it, it, cinematography. Nineteen ninety one ABC television. Oh yeah, and so oh, you just okay, have yeah. to keep back in the back of your mind that like. As, as you were saying, like, I can't believe I'm seeing this on TV with some of the stuff you're seeing now. Well, this stuff, especially for 1991, for being on ABC, mm-hmm. it's like, wh- how the hell did they get away yeah. with putting this on television? <laughs> wow. Like, my God. So it's it's a good show, What's definitely. What's it called again? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like and the, so, uh, the booby place that you go to eat. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a little like classier. The little classier. <laughs> but the thing, I would the reason I'd also recommend watching that is that um, – the show is actually coming back on the air. It was supposed to come back on the air this year, but it got delayed until March of 2017 because right. the shooting went That's over. Right. But it's coming back on after being off the air for 25 years. It's going to be on Showtime. Nice. And so, nice. Showtime you know, does a good job with their shows. If too. you have Netflix, you might as well watch it now and get caught up. Right, before they before take it off Netflix and Showtime decides to just mm-hmm. yeah. make it exclusive. Exactly, or just before the show comes out in general so you can watch it. Yeah, I think Hulu and uh, Showtime are partners. Are they? And so I, I would almost bet that as soon as Showtime starts airing that, Hulu will want the rights and to take it off of Netflix. You know, yeah. maybe not though. Maybe it's one of those things where it's ABCs and ABCs like fuck that. This is our two seasons and we're just gonna keep showing it everywhere. Who knows? But either way, we should definitely watch Twin Peaks. Yes, that, that would be my that's my recommendation. Um, let's see. This is getting a little long, but uh, we'll try and speed through this next little bit here. Just the the music section. Um. There's some new music that's come out in the last week that has been amazing uh, as far as, you know, the stuff that I listen to. Um, A Day to Remember's new album, Bad Vibrations, is really good. If you like that band and just haven't been able to check that album out, definitely check it out. It's it's not life-changing, but it is it is really good. There's some really good heavy stuff and some really good catchy stuff and just, I don't know, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, album's called Bad Vibrations, definitely. If you have Spotify, get it. Um, the new Taken Back Sunday single came out uh, a few weeks ago. I was going to talk about that last week, but I j- kind of forgot. Um, and that new album dropped next Friday, which is really nice. For those of you that don't know, new albums and music comes out on Friday. Uh, it used to be Tuesday, but now it's Friday. So if you ever are looking for new music or think that you know that, that you're missing a band and they're coming out with a new album soon or something, then just go on iTunes and look at their yeah. so list of new music. When did this change? Like, because I it was it always changed, Tuesday. It changed earlier this year. Yeah, because uh, I I pre-ordered something, uh, actually that Xbox that I showed you, mm-hmm. and checked for the date, and the guy said like October seventh, and I look at him like, no, 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 that's Friday. It comes out that Tuesday, then right. right? And he's like, no, it comes out on Friday. I'm thinking, what the hell happened? Yeah, they <laughs> for some reason they changed it to Fridays. I don't know what it was, but I remember that one week when it went from Tuesday to Friday. That was like one of the longest weeks ever. So I was like, oh my god, I need to wait three more days for new music, but. Now it's a you know it's a regular thing so sure. it's yeah, everybody's used to it. But, they probably um, figured out we spend more money on Fridays. I think that is it. I think oh most a lo- gosh, I think a lot of people get paid on Fridays and uh, and so they they decided to release the albums and stuff on Fridays so they would be like oh man this just came out I'm gonna just on a whim go spend sixteen seventeen dollars on an album right <laughs> which is I don't know it's crazy to some people I still buy albums 
I was um, just I was just thinking about it on the way over here because I used to I mean when Napster and everything came out I was a huge thief. Yeah. Right. And to anybody listening that can do something about that, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no. And so, but with Google Play and like actually like you know being able to legally purchase music, dude, I've purchased. I've mm-hmm. spent a lot more on music in the last year oh, or two sure. than I had in a really long time. For sure. But I don't mind supporting the artist, at least in the sense, even if they don't get that much of a cut of the album, their being sales of their albums does help their career. Right, and it gets them noticed a little bit more. Exactly. My favorite way, I go to a lot of concerts and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. And so my favorite way to buy new albums is at a concert. Okay. Because when you buy it from them at the show, that cash goes directly to them. Absolutely. Obviously, the record companies and stuff get a cut of the end of the tour. But, like, in the immediate now, they're like, oh, my God, we need some food. It's like, here's 20 bucks for your T-shirt. You know, instead of going online and being like, here's 20 bucks that you might see in a few months. Yeah. You know. Um, and it'll be $1.50 by the time it makes it to eat all exactly. the way to you. Yeah. And so, I mean, the best way to support artists, especially local artists, is to go pay for their shows, go pay the $5 cover, the $10 cover, and, and buy their CDs, buy their merch. That's the that's the biggest way that bands get big now because music is so easy to rip off that if you go and physically buy their T-shirts and their CDs and stuff, they're going to make that money instead of it getting stolen or or getting a cut from or getting just a small cut from the internet site that they're selling it from, you know. Um, granted, not everybody has the opportunity to go to a ton of concerts and spend a ton of money like that. But if there's a certain band that you really, really, really like, definitely the best way to support, I, I personally, the best way to support is going to be to go to a show and, and buy it that way. Absolutely. <laughs> um, speaking of concerts, streaming through this right here. Actually, no, first of all, I wanted to talk about the new Metallica song. Have you heard it yet, Nate? The last Metallica song I remember was Saint Anger. Oh, God. And you flush it out. It's, yeah, that's one. That's <laughs> and one that's of those when I stopped listening to Metallica. So maybe they've kind of redeemed themselves. That's just one of those songs. Oh, man, Saint Anger. That whole album was just so bad. I think it that's why I hate Metallica painful. so much. It hurt. <laughs> but it's like. Oh man, and that came out in like 2006 or something. And that's when it how was all, ten years ago, I still I probably haven't heard it in ten years. When it was all like, oh man, when it was all trendy to be like emo and like they were on the Mission in t- Impossible Two soundtrack with oh that fucking God. song that they had, and they were all just like trying to be like a Nickelback rock group, you know? Oh, yeah. oh gosh, it was so bad. But I'm gonna bring this up right now. I'm gonna bring it up and we'll play like a, a little bit of it. I don't want to get sued because Metallica is notorious for suing people for taking their music. <laughs> God damn. I'm I'm actually kind of scared to play this right now because in the off chance that they're bored and listening to the Twist My Arm podcast, they're gonna be like, this guy's playing our song illegally. We need to email him and sue him. <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly how he talks. Yeah. <laughs> I want a GPS that does that. <laughs> At the light, uh, turn right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just on the way to the next like turn. It's just shredding, just doing shredding guitar solo. <laughs> As you're turning. Yeah. This is a really great turn. <laughs> yeah. This has been the like best turn I've ever had. <laughs> All right. So I finally found it. Let's see if we can bring it up here a little bit. Um. Here it is. <laughs> I mean, it starts And heavy. This, this came out this week? It came out a few weeks ago. Okay. Maybe a month ago. But it starts out all heavy, like like, a, like old Metallica. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest Metallica fan in the world at all. 
But like this, like I listen to this, and I'm like, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna go drive. Uh. I'm gonna drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a baseball bat to some mailboxes. Ah. Uh. <laughs> It's I, good. This sounds, yeah, I like this. And it's, it's, it's thrash metal like it used to be, you know? Yeah. Like, they, they were the pioneers of that thrash metal, so. That this sounds like Metallica. Exactly. And before, before I get to it, I'm Right, well, yeah, I mean, really, this is for, for context as we exactly. comment on it. Right, and it's just, it's, it's, I'm excited for the new album. I've never yeah. been excited for Metallica anything ever. Absolutely. But, like, I'm kind of stoked that, to hear what this new thing is going to sound like. Sounds night and day different. Than yeah. Compared to, yeah, compared to standing alone. Like, good God. <laughs> I would ask you to pull that up, but I don't want to subject I will not anyone that. to that. Everyone, <laughs> I want to I gain <laughs> listeners. I don't want to lose Your listeners. Your computer <laughs> will probably get a virus just from yeah. playing that song. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. All right. So, awesome. I'm glad I could share with you guys a new Metallica song. Go listen to the full thing. Cause what is that called? Uh, it's called Hardwired. Hardwired. Yeah. Um. The, I, I can't remember when the new album drops. I'll probably update that later on in the episode. All right. Uh, when I do all the name drops and shit. Um, so then just going along here, there are some concerts coming up this week. By the time this airs, you'll probably have already missed some of these concerts, maybe. Um, the High Elevation Fest is tomorrow. I call it the Avenged Seven Fest because mm -hmm. it's Avenged Sevenfold headlining and there's just a bunch of other bands like them um, playing. I If you went good for you if not i will be there <laughs> and i'll have fun kylie will also be there yes yes i will drinking those bud light limes because they're the only cheap drinks they're like 24 ounces for nine dollars or some bullshit oh, like that. Gosh. oh it's so bad what a savings i know right <laughs> and it's it's not even like a real bud light it's like a got that stupid flavor thing well, i don't know it gets you drunk but it's like it's an all day long <laughs> shindig so like imagine yeah. the amounts of money that we're gonna spend on beers Oh, man. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. So then Tuesday, probably by the time this airs, you'll be hearing this, and you'll be you'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't even get tickets. But Tuesday, uh, A Day to Remember is playing with Blink-182 at the Pepsi Center. Um, and then also on Tuesday, the Goo Goo Dolls are playing at Red Rocks for all those people that uh, like the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> all right, so if we're, if we're talking about older bands, right um, – I'm just going through like every, anything that's so playing this week. Saw who did I just see? Um, Bare Naked Ladies. Oh yeah, oh, fun. how was that? Sucked. Oh no, <laughs> they sucked. <laughs> oh my god. Like I didn't realize that their lead singer had left. Oh yeah. And so any of the oh. songs that they had written after he left actually sounded pretty good because their backup singer, who's headlining the band now. It's not that he's a bad singer. He just it's just match. hearing all the old songs sung. It was like, you know, when, when you used to listen to things in stereo and you'd have a channel that was out and you'd realize that you're missing, like, one of the vocal tracks yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden. That's what it sounded like. Oh, God. I mean, genuinely to where it was it was pretty uh, bad. That's it too bad. It was pretty bad. Oh, no. I think in that, in, at that point, be like Journey and find someone that sounds exactly like the old yeah, singer. Exactly. And then Or ACDC did that, too. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, so do that what you did. need to do. Yeah, yeah, but uh, who else is coming up? Um, let's see. So uh, then Wednesday, I the Mighty is at Cervantes. Um, they're awesome. Mm -hmm. I saw them with uh, Toad and Cambria this last year. Really good. Deer Hunters at the Summit um, and Spill Canvas, an old emo <laughs> acoustic band, is playing at the Moxie in Greeley. Oh, also Wednesday, uh, Lucero is playing at Red Rocks. That would be an awesome show. I love Lucero. They're an old uh, 
um, what would you call it? Like a southern rock sort of group. Um, really good. If you, have you ever heard of Lucero? I have not. They are they are great. Check them out. Um, I, I, they're good. <laughs> and then Thursday you got garbage at the Fillmore. Believe it or not, garbage <laughs> is coming back. This is blast from the past week. I here know, right? Denver. It's crazy. Um, then Sunday, uh, Madonna. I believe. No. <laughs> Sunday is Ice Nine Kills at the Marquee. One of my favorite little uh, yeah. screamo bands. So I might actually go to that. Um, and then Monday is Reliant K and Switchfoot at the Paramount. <laughs> and that's Monday. That that's, that's, that's a blast from the past. That'll be sure. uh, Monday the tw- uh, 19th. 19th. So I'm basically reading the from the 12th through the 19th. Um, and I'm trying to make it to where I'm not reading past events when I post this. There we go. <laughs> you know, when I, when I go put it online, I'm like, all right, so this week is this, is and this. And people are like, yeah, I want to go to that show. And then they're like, it was four days ago, you fucking asshole. You have <laughs> access to a time machine Zeppelin is playing in Central Park about 42 years ago. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be fucking amazing.
So we're going to get to our, I'm surprised we've actually covered everything that I wanted to cover today. Last week we, uh, <laughs> Didn't. we did not do that last week. We got a little off topic a lot of times and I will blame the marijuana for that. Um, <laughs> but it was still fun. Still a good time. And if anyone really wants to complain, you can send me an email at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> So we're going to move on with our main story tonight. Um, our guest, Nate, uh, he has an incredible story of um, cancer survival. And I thought it would be really cool to get him on the show and just kind of hear, um, hear his story um, from, I guess, kind of the beginning. I, um, I, yeah, <laughs> just say from the beginning. We'll start with, like, where were you? Like, what were you doing when you got diagnosed what what caused you to go to the doctor to kind of figure out what was going on you know what i mean like yeah. what was okay. happening when you first got diagnosed sure well yeah and so i mean you mentioned um that your guest that you had on last week had suffered like a brain aneurysm mm -hmm. right and so i had been getting these just awful headaches for years and pretty much self-medicating. Like, I would come home from work. I would take, like, four or five a leave. I would have, like, five or six shots of Jack Daniels. Oh, wow. And not to get jacked up or anything like just that. Just to go away. Just to get my head to stop hurting. And finally, one day, that didn't do it. And it just wouldn't stop hurting. And so I went in to see the doctor. And she was just going to prescribe me, you know, some really strong pain pills. Mm -hmm. Because migraines, that happens. And people, it's hard to treat. Right. And so I was about to leave and she was like, yeah, you know, I'd be worried if your family had any history of brain aneurysms or anything. Right. And I stopped and, you know, I had to explain to her that actually um, my sister, Jessica, who was just a couple years older than me when she was a baby, had actually died of a brain aneurysm. Oh, wow. And uh, my grandmother on my mom's side had died of a brain aneurysm. Wow. So I was like, so, you know, right. <laughs> so that's, there's a little that's history. That's what's up, actually. right. And so she freaked out. Right, which I guess looking back on it, I understand why she freaked out. But I was sure. kind of like, "What do you mean, hospital emergency room? You're like you crazy." So she sent me down to whatever downtown. They did a CAT scan. They then sent me across because they found something, but a CAT scan can't tell you anything. Right. So they sent me across the street to St. Joseph's Hospital, uh, who then um, did an MRI. Okay. Right, and I guess that's when I kind of realized that things were starting to get serious because if you go into an emergency room and there's people in there that have been, like, shot and that kind of shit, and they move you to the front of the line. Right. That's probably a little disconcerting. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of surreal, honestly. Like, at that moment when I was moving in front of people that I was like, yeah, but that guy's, like, dying. Yeah. Like, he can go first, you know, and they're just like, absolutely not. Like, right. you know. And so they did the MRI and everything like that, which I then found out that I was claustrophobic, which I never knew that. <laughs> but they put me in the MRI machine, and 10 seconds later, they had to pull me out of the MRI machine. And it was like somebody had dumped a bucket of water on my face wow. because I just had started just bawling, apparently, like a kid. Wow. Because I, I'm claustrophobic. Okay. So um, 
the good thing about that looking back is that they just went straight to the fucking nuclear option <laughs> and they just mainlined me a bunch of morphine, which was kind of awesome. Okay. And that made the rest of the evening a little bit easier to deal with. Sure. Right. But so they did the scan and, um, you know, then, you know, and that's kind of like the messed up part, I guess, that in terms of like any diagnosis or anything that you go to the doctor is like that waiting part. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, they put you back in a room, and I waited in there for what seemed like fucking six months. What were you thinking when you were waiting there? Um, that I probably wasn't having an aneurysm, or, like, they would have come and gotten me by now. Right. Because they would have been like, ah, oh, shit, you know, right. and, like, cutting my head open without even sedating yeah, me. Yeah, Zimmer like, said that he had a headache, and they were immediately just, like, pumping full of drugs, and, like, he was in an emergency room, and they were, mm -hmm. you know, draining his head out and stuff. Exactly. So. And so I figured that couldn't have been the case. But I, I honestly had no idea. I was just kind of sitting there thinking, like, maybe they'll be able to fix my headaches, and I wonder what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, this doctor came back in, this lady. I don't remember her name. And maybe she was just a nurse. But she must have drawn, like, short straw or whatever, right, because she oh, came shit. in. And she was just like, well, you know, I want to let you know that, that what we saw on the CAT scan, you know, we had to get a closer look with the MRI. And we looked at it, and um, you do have a fairly large tumor in your frontal left lobe. Oh, wow. And I just was silent for forever, right? And then I remember looking at her and just being like, all right, well, like, at least it's not cancer. And her face just dropped. Like, oh. she almost started crying. And she was like, well, more than likely it probably is. Wow. Right. And so what was your reaction to that? If she told you <laughs> that, I mean. Right? Um Honestly, I don't know. Like, I, I, that reaction probably took place over the next, like, two weeks. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, but the immediate reaction to that was kind of the same reaction that you'd had if somebody was like, hey, do you want a receipt? Or like, hey, second seater on the left, enjoy your show. It was like, okay. Like, <laughs> sure. Bye. You hey, know, like, I, I, I had absolutely no idea uh, how to react to that. No. Wow. And so then... Um, you said it was like for the next couple of weeks, you kind of were going through those reactions. Yeah. Um, when was the next time you went and saw the doctor in between those times? Oh, what man, were you? like every day, basically. You I just mean, went so in the next day? Oh, uh, yeah, I had to come back in the next day. And, you know, I mean, they run so many tests mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And so they had to do more MRIs and blood tests and all of that. And then, you know, then they lay out your options Right. As far sure. as like, do you want to have radiation? Do you want to have chemo? Do you want to do surgery? Right. This is what the doctors recommend. And so, yeah, I spent about two weeks sitting around while a panel of experts was kind of discussing like what their what recommended treatment would be. Sure. Right? Did you go through different doctors and find different opinions on different on that sort of thing? Or I did mean, you, did you trust what your doctor was saying? I trusted my doctors primarily because nobody, none of them tried to push anything on me. Sure. Were you still at Safe, you know St. I mean? Joe's throughout this whole experience? Or? No, so um, it was, that's where I was for my surgery okay. eventually and everything was St. Joseph's, but I was um, downtown at like the Franklin Kaiser Center okay. for most of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then, wow, that <laughs> I don't even know how I would react in that situation i would probably right. just immediately well, that's just like i mean for going through all those tests i'm sure it kind of kept you a little preoccupied but like at night and stuff like 
Who was the first person you told? Well, just real quick before I answer that question. No, but no, it's, uh, you said like, you don't know how you would react in that situation. Right. I've heard that at least like a million times. Right. And that's, that's absolutely true. Like that's the only thing that everybody's right about. It's like, (laughs) you don't know how to react, but the problem there, not problem, but the thing is, is that everybody then tries to follow it up with being like, but here's what I would probably do. Sure. Like, no, you wouldn't. You have no freaking idea. So when people say, Oh my God, I would never be able to do that. I would never go through that. Like, you, you don't, don't know, know until you're put you in don't that know until you're you put in that to, situation. Maybe. If you, yeah, when you're like, well, my options are either go through with this and try and handle it the best that I can, or go through with this and completely fall the fuck apart the entire time and make it even worse right. and make it even harder on everyone else around me. Right. So, you know, yeah, you don't know how you would react, and like that's that's been my biggest thing that I've learned out of all of this is like there's so much shit that people just don't know. So. Right. And a lot cool of people that they that, don't understand until they go through that situation. Yeah. But no, you asked me who I called. Yeah, like right? who was the first person that you yeah. talked to afterwards? So I honestly, I, I, I can't really remember if I called my best friend Steve or if I called my parents. I want to say I think I called my parents. Okay. Um, you know, which that is probably about the hardest phone call that you can make. <laughs> yeah. Um, only because, I mean... And I say this sincerely, like, I think it's probably harder to have, like, a kid right. get very, very sick and go through something because you feel like you should be able to step in and protect them and do something. Right. Rather well, than go through it yourself where you're just like, what do I do, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't well, feel and that. And most parents are expecting to go through that before their kids do. Exactly. Or experience that, like, sort of death scenario before their kids, you know? Exactly. So I, I can... I can imagine that that was a pretty tough call how did your parents react to it i'm sure it was like any other parent but it was i mean it was you know my mom (laughs) so uh, have you ever seen aqua teen hunger force of course right okay so there's an episode of aqua teen hunger force where frylock gets cancer yes i remember that one one of my favorites it's one of my favorites too and he gets off the phone and he's like "Uh uh-huh oh okay chemotherapy (laughs) all right okay bye and meanwhile, it's like, what, what, what did the, what did the doctor say? He said, I have cancer. And meanwhile, it's like, do, you, do you tell him that you don't? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was essentially my mom's reaction, <laughs> you know, because I told her what happened and everything. And I mean, bless her heart, I understand where she was coming from, right? But yeah. she was just like, no, like that, no, that can't possibly be right. Like you need to go in there and tell them like they did something wrong. Right. Like Aww. that can't possibly be true. And, you know, my dad finally eventually was just like, shut up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, like, I mean, that was, yeah, that was a hard phone call, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, pretty much, I think I called, like, three or four other people that sure. night. And, yeah, everyone that I called definitely kind of, like. Um, that was a pretty shocked reaction for the most part. I remember yeah. when I read about it on yeah. Facebook, I was like, right. what? Well, it's, you know, the thing that you say about that, too, is, like, I did kind of put it out there because I wanted most people to know. Mm-hmm. And then I assumed that everybody knew. Right. And so there were some people that I was around after that for the next couple of weeks where I would just kind of kind of casually mention the fact that I had brain cancer. Right. Like, you know, kind of making light of it a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, and to see, you know, some of those people being like, wait, what? Yeah. And being like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm just going to ruin your day right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I had people breaking down in the hallway at work and stuff oh, like wow. that. I mean, which I, I did go back to work for a day and a half oh, okay. where I got about six minutes of work done probably oh, wow. and said goodbye to a bunch of people because I was going to be going out for at least six weeks. Sure. Um, um, so, so then what was the official diagnosis? Like, what was it? I mean, as far as, I mean, there right. w- yes, it was a tumor. Yes, it was yes. cancer. But then what was the official, like, diagnosis whenever it was all right. ready so, to go? So um, I'll definitely prove here how poorly I speak Latin, <laughs> right? Because okay. every medical term is in Latin so that doctors can get paid a lot of money, <laughs> I guess. Um, but if you have a brain tumor, most people have what's called, like, a glioblastoma is my understanding. Okay. And so when you think of brain tumors and you think of somebody – and I say this with all respect and, like, hope for anybody out there that's sick. But you think brain tumors and you think, like, oh, that person's, like, fucked. Done, right? yeah. And a glioblastoma is typically that type of aggressive brain tumor. I have what's called, like, an oglio something or other. <laughs> we could Google it at some point here or whatever. So right? Latin. It's really hard to remember the name of it. And yeah. they throw around so many terms. Yeah. Right? But, um, you know, it could be stage one, which would be fucking awesome but i wasn't stage one i was stage two okay but that's not stage three stage three is when you really like there you know like do you have your will in order like that oh, type wow. of stuff because not that you're gonna die for sure but like there's a pretty good chance that you're gonna die soon right yeah right and so with me it was more of a timetable of like you know in the next couple of years if we don't do anything as opposed to a lot of people with brain cancer where they're like you have months right know? right so Wow. Okay. So, so then you get you get diagnosed. You get the official diagnosis, and then what were the treatments that you went through? What did you, what did they actually do, like as far as getting right. it getting it going to get rid of it? Yeah. And so you know, I thought at the time that I was choosing between like A, B, and C, and that that would be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, as I said, they didn't push anything on me, but it was really clear, and especially all the literature I read too, um, that surgery if it was in an operable area part of the brain like an operable area mm-hmm. uh that it's a good idea to have that surgery right and so i knew i was going to do that i didn't know that afterwards that they would be presenting me with more treatment and that i would need more treatment and that that was standard but i did have um you know a craniotomy oh, right wow. and so they they saw my head open right from one side to the other like across the top and yeah it was insane and obviously i don't remember the surgery right but they Um, did they basically like take part of your skull off and then take the the tumor out is that yeah they they i mean yeah because it wasn't on the surface right um so they had to actually like kind of and i'm moving my hands as if people (laughs) listening can see me right they had to kind of um move my forehead kind of forward almost like the hood of a car like wow more like, I guess, the reverse of that, because like the hinge being at the front, right? And your oh, cat has a lot Trez, to say on this seriously. subject. <laughs> That's I know it's it needs <laughs> we need to lighten up this segment. She always does. This. She's she always just like this story like is terrible. <laughs> like this, I, no more. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, so um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. So so I went through with that, and um, you know that was probably. I don't know. Like, there's so many points that I would want to. And was that so that that was the first thing you did? Is that the first the surgery? The, so yeah. you the first thing you did before any like uh, chemotherapy or anything like yeah. that was the surgery. Yeah, I think I found out on like May 28th 
okay. and it was like June like 14th or oh, June so 16th quick, then, or something. Fast. Yeah, but at the same time, like I'm I sure mean, it took a while. <laughs> there were some days there where like all I really did was just sit in the backyard and just kind of stare at the tree or stare at the sky for like 12 or 14 hours. Yeah. Just because like I didn't know what to do. Right. Until they called me, you know, to actually finally give me a surgery date and tell right. me, you know, this is when you're going to go through with it. And so. as far as that surgery, was there like a, a chance of not waking up after that surgery? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, they, was it, they walk you through that beforehand. Was it like a like, bigger chance than normal as far as that goes? I mean, or? there was a chance of, and all of this added up to probably about a 20% chance of any of this happening. Okay. But various percentages are thrown at you of like, this is a percentage chance that you could go blind. This is a percentage chance that you could lose your memory. This is a percentage chance that you could lose the ability to walk or the ability to speak. Wow. Did any um, of those things happen to you at all? No, I mean, obviously, with any surgery, like, I had some recovery period where it was sure. harder, like, and, you know, with it being my brain, it took a long time for my memory to get back to close to where it was. It's still not exactly what it used to be. Okay. Um, Is that, like, long-term stuff? Yeah, that's probably pretty much permanent, you know? Okay. And it's it's fine. It's just that sometimes I have a harder time remembering, like, what was I just doing 10 minutes ago? Oh, okay. You know, but... Who, that's that's usually shit, usually right? ten and minutes ago. You're heating up some hot pockets or we're, something. We're, we're getting old, anyways, right? So I'll just blame it on that, right? I know we're not that yeah, old yet. I guess not. I guess not. Um, so then after the surgery, you go through <laughs> the surgery. Um, yeah. And what what was the next like? What was the next procedure? Like, what was the process right. after yeah. that? Like, what so did you do after that, after that, I mean, it was it was six weeks of being at home, mm -hmm. right? And just kind of being on the couch mostly at first, and then moving around more and. Uh, a lot of people bringing by meals and just really supportive, like really awesome people. And for anybody out there that's listening, if you want to support Jerome's Pizza, the owner of Jerome's Pizza, who I used to go there and all the time, actually heard about it, my situation and personally drove a free pizza of my favorite pizza across Denver in rush hour to deliver it to my house while wow. I was at home recovering wow. and delivered it himself. That's awesome. So, you know, there was a lot of really good outpouring of, of wonderful people during that time. Yeah. Um, after like six weeks and everything and I went back to work, that's when the doctors at that point finally, I guess, felt like they could be like, all right, sweet. So we need to do more treatment. Right. Okay. Because um, with a brain tumor, you can't. I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say this, at least in my situation. They couldn't remove all of it, and they knew that from the get-go. Okay. And so their goal was to remove 95% of it. And they removed 85%, which sounds like still a really good number because you're like, okay, instead of an A, I got a B. Sure. But if you also think about the percentage that's left, that's three times the size of, of what they were hoping to leave. Right. Right. And so they said I could have radiation, which I decided against, only because with radiation in your brain, you can at certain types you can only have it once in your life. Oh, okay. Because after that, it's just, you'd be basically turning your brain into jelly. Right. And um, when I say once in your life, like one round of treatment, you can have it right. multiple times, obviously. Right, right. Um, and then chemo was an option, which okay. is what I ended up doing. Sure. Right. And I think most people, like myself even, when you think of chemo, you think of people being like hooked up to machines and having like the IV drip and all that stuff. Right. I was fortunate enough that it was pills 
Oh, okay. So I didn't have to go in somewhere and have it done. Wow, that's that's pretty nice, yeah. I bet. Yeah, I mean, well, that did was... Did it still give you the same effects as far as, like, when you're going in somewhere? Because I know that the, what little I know about cancer and, like, the treatments and stuff, um, when my grandma had it, she had to go through chemo. Yeah. And she would always just get so sick and be yeah. so frail and, like, not be able to eat or anything like that. Was yeah, it the same you know, thing with the pills? It, I, I mean, obviously, I can't say for sure if it was the same thing because I haven't been through both, right? Right. But, I mean, sure. To a degree, did you get sick a lot? I I mean, and that was the amazing thing is I still managed throughout that whole process to like gain a bunch of weight, which was weird because I really wasn't eating that much. But yeah, it was five or six days of of what I kind of referred to as really intense ab exercise, right? Because it's just a lot of throwing up. Like my dog kind of would become terrified of me after a few days of of chemo each round because I went through four, wait, twelve rounds. And so Wait, what does a round months. consist of? Do you take it like for three days? Five days. Okay. And then you get uh, 15 days off. I'm forgetting already, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, th- I think you get the rest of the month off and then you do it okay. for another five days. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah, my dog would be terrified of me because he was just like, you've lost your mind. All you do is go in the restroom and scream at the toilet all day. <laughs> right? And so from his perspective, I was like, oh, buddy, I feel bad for you. <laughs> But um, I just like to drink from it. Why are you screaming at it? Exactly. But no, and it just um, like my niece, my youngest niece, who is for one, hopefully not listening. Otherwise, I don't do any of the things that you've heard me talk about. On the show. <laughs> but no, she's she's um, I think she's 11 now. So she was like nine at the time. OK. Um, I used to always say like on, on my days, especially cause I feel pretty good. Like day one and day two of each round, mm-hmm. it was mostly like days four and five and then six and seven and eight afterwards that you felt mm. like shit. Yeah. Cause it would build up in your system. Right. And I used to always say like Kira, my youngest niece, she could kick my ass today. <laughs> like, and I wasn't even really joking. Like this nine year old girl could have come in and grabbed me by the collar and been like, give me your lunch money <laughs> yeah. and me at 300 pounds still would have had to have been like, oh, my God, please don't hurt me. <laughs> right? And so, yeah, that was... Um, That's awful. That's rough. Yeah, dude, it was, it was definitely, I mean, God, what is what it? What were you it's thinking like, when you were going through those treatments? Like, were there was there ever a time where you were like, fuck <sighs> this, I'm done with it. Like, I don't even fucking care anymore. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say there weren't times where I just definitely went and just fucking screamed it out and was pissed off and stuff. Yeah. But as far as, like, quitting on the treatment, like... Not really, okay. not really, because I it I meant knew life or death. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> and I just knew that like the better that this round of treatment goes, like the longer I'll have to go or get to go before I have to have any more treatment. Sure. And so that coupled with the fact that after I would recover from each round, I would get to like go back to work and kind of resume what usually ended up being about ten to like fourteen days of normal life before going back for another round. Right. Um, how was your how was your job I, I got, that whole time? Were they pretty cool about? I mean, I'm sure they were because yeah, they. I mean, you my been there job. You have my to. job was really cool about it. Now, like the third party company that we use to manage medical leave and that kind of stuff, who I won't mention by name, um, <laughs> they're inhuman beyond all reason. But wow. uh, in the end, everything. I mean, everyone made right on things. Okay. You know, it's just um, you know, in this world of we have to treat everyone the same. 
the paperwork and the process and everything for getting your job secured and getting your paycheck if you have like AIDS or brain cancer is the same as if you can't work for two weeks because you broke your leg like snowboarding. Oh, wow. Right? It's the same level of expectation. Whereas I'm like, I'm not waiting on my leg to heal. Like I'm going through major surgery and having my brain opened up. Like, can't you just like have my doctor sign a thing that says like, (laughs) hey, like, terminal like you know even though i hate to use that word right like that was thrown around at the time right i don't feel that way anymore right yeah but no but it was like an important thing going on like it's not something to be taken lightly it's not a broken leg exactly which is also sucky but yeah but don't don't bother like i don't know don't bother you would you would think that that the companies like that would be a little more compassionate as far as like you know, when someone's going through something like that. Well, I mean, you, you don't want someone to have to worry about their job on top of their life. Exactly. You know? exactly. Like they're already but worrying about enough stuff. Exactly. Why would you but, to, but to my job's credit, no, they were great. And so, you know, um, you know, it was just definitely like getting through it was easier because of, of people, right, of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's... Um, that was actually um, one of my next questions was what about like as far as friends and family, like what were some of the things that they did or said that like helped you keep going? You know what I mean? Like kind of just, cause I'm, you know, you were saying there were some of those nights, some of those days where you're like, ah, uh, staring at trees and stuff like, yeah. Were there ever any times that they said something that were, that just kind of made you feel really good about like, you know, you're like, fuck yeah, I can do this. You know, like I'm going to be able to do this. And like, you know, <laughs> I mean, The biggest thing I would say is that, like, the only thing that anybody really said that was 100% accurate the entire time going through the process is I I honestly have no idea what to say. (laughs) You know, and that was true. That was the only time anybody was being 100% honest because, like, you want to say things like, oh, it's going to be okay and that kind of stuff. But, like, don't really say that in that situation. And nobody did. Nobody did. But so I think it was really hard for people to find the words to say. Um, But it was – it was – I don't know. It was just that that's people really giving me that encouragement, I guess, like after I would get through each round of like, you know, hey, it's great to see you moving around again and that kind of stuff. But also like, I mean, everybody that goes through something like that's going to handle it differently. I just think for if I give anybody any advice on how to handle somebody they know goes through it, you know, like give them some space to a degree, like if they want the space, like if they're if they want to be mad, they have a right to be mad. If they want to be sad, they have a right to be sad. Sure. If they want to be selfish or stupid that day, they have a right to be selfish and stupid. Like hopefully they don't wallow in that state forever. Mm-hmm. And of course you want to be supportive. Right. Um, but no, I think people just did a really good job of kind of uh, balancing that. I mean, I do. <laughs> uh, um, have you seen Ghostbusters too? Of course. Yeah, right. Of okay. Course. So obviously that was going to come up during this discussion. So Janosch, right? Uh-huh. From the Upper West Side. <laughs> the Upper West right? Side. That was, that was, that's one of my favorite memories, though, speaking of something that other people did, was just that I was, um, you know, sometimes the hardest part of the day was just waking up in the morning. Right. Because that first, like, 20 minutes until you really kind of just process everything again, like, you wake up and for the first, like, 30 seconds that you're awake, you're like, you don't have cancer anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And then it sinks back in, and you're, you're just like, like oh, shit, that wasn't a nightmare. Like, Damn it. Yeah. Right? And so I was having that kind of moment, and then my phone rang, and it was actually um, two friends of mine calling 
and just I have no idea what possessed them to, whether they were just stoned or something. <laughs> but I just answered the phone and like, yes, hi, this is Janos calling from the upper face side. <laughs> and like, I mean, so just stupid shit like that. Like yeah. also realizing too that like you don't have to be completely different around that person. Yeah. Like right. you can still <laughs> healthy and helpful exactly exactly and so like like god i need a bed and and some people (laughs) felt like they really had to walk on pins and needles like i remember this guy at work um we were in a meeting and somebody said something that had something to do with arnold schwarzenegger kindergarten cop and this guy's like it's not a tumor you know and then after the meeting he had to come over to me afterwards and he's like dude i felt so bad and i'm like why? That's like one of the best scenes yeah, of that no, entire that's movie. Funny, though. Because fuck yeah. that little kid. It's probably a tumor. It's not a tumor. Right? And like, I mean, just, I mean, maybe if your friend or family member or whoever is like super hypersensitive. But sure. Like, yeah. Treat them for largely in part like how they would normally be treated. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. No, you're not, yeah. you're not a child. Like, you don't need yeah. to be coddled. You're just happen to be going through something. And exactly. As an adult, you can get through it if you need to, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And there's, there's good days and there's bad days. But as I said, people say they don't know how they would react. Like, most people, I think, would just buckle down and fucking get through it and just be like, this sucks balls. But it's like a fight or flight thing. You got to. It will end. Yeah. Right. One so, way or another, I guess. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and, and that's yeah. true. And you know, a lot of times, if you lose the battle with cancer, like my stepdad, when he died, he died from prostate cancer, and it was like, the last time I saw him, he was just so withered and just so miserable and unhealthy that, like, when he actually did kind of, when he did finally pass, I was like, I'm glad he's not suffering anymore. Right. You know, like, yeah. And if it does get to that point where they're just so miserable in life, like, you know, I. Personally, if I'm in that spot, I would rather die than be that miserable. You know right. what I mean? And just be sitting there just waiting to die. I would just want it to happen. Well, you and know? you know, that's like where, and I don't know if it's on the ballot anywhere in Colorado, but those like right to die laws. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. I, I personally don't know how to feel about those, sure. you know, because at the same time, while I do respect somebody's right to do that, I don't know that I want that option. Right. Like I, I almost feel like, and there's if that, you give yeah, me there's that, that option, catch twenty two on that like, because now that's what one other one of my treatment options if I ever do need more treatment. You know, if it does get to be that dramatic to where like it's just, maybe that is the only treatment option. Yeah, it's like um, you know, I mean, you take like Freddie Mercury, right, uh-huh. who died of AIDS, uh-huh. and um, he didn't have doctor assisted suicide or whatever. He just stopped taking his medications. Right. And I don't know, is that is that any different? Like to me somehow if I were to do one or the other, I would feel differently about it, but am I just being stupid about that? You know what I mean? Right. And that I a lot of times like suicide is such a touchy subject too cuz a lot a of times bit. it it looks a lot of times it can be looked on as selfish. Yeah. You know, and if you have the ability and the option to help yourself get through it and to get better, why would you choose the other route? But it, you know, I mean, and I get, I get that the the suffering really, really sucks. But mm-hmm. if there is a light at the end of the tunnel, then try and get there. You know, don't just give up. Like that's that's part of the beauty of being a human is you have exactly. you have the power to fight. Yeah. You know, and that, you know that is ideal. But you never, you know, I've <coughs> I've never had cancer. I've never right, and gone through. Never would know exactly like what I would do. I don't <laughs> know how it feels or how sucky it might be. Right. And, you know, you know, uh, people process things differently. Like you were talking about, some people might think, like, honestly, this is the end of the world. This is it for me. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Some people are valiant and they can get through it. 
But you really, like, it's all about perspective, you know? This person right. can, like, be, so like, wallowing in self-misery, like, at such an extent that they, like, there's no other option for them. And as much as, like, you know, you could disagree or I might disagree, I'm not saying that I don't disagree with you, but you never know how they feel. Like, what, what kind of extent, what kind of, like, lows are they hitting right, right now that we might have never experienced right. before? And th uh, that's actually one of the... <laughs> into the next question <laughs> like the, the like in your in those lowest times because i'm sure you had some of those low times you know where you're just like fuck like yeah. oh i'm over it like what kept you going when when those days would happen like what was something in your head or hmm. something that you would watch or something that would just keep you going that's like oh my god i'm going to keep fighting because uh, because I don't of know. this i mean you know? it's just it's like um I don't know. And I say this to people all the time in life, like that it's totally like, I think we have this perception that it's a bad thing to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, I've always, you, it can be a positive thing to get frustrated if right. you let that fuel you. Right. And so I don't know, like to a certain degree, I guess I got kind of fired up and like just angry about the situation to where I would just like resolve myself to say like, no, like fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to come out the other side of this. Right. Um, and so, I mean, there is that kind of inner voice to a degree, you know, but it's also, I don't know, it's, it's really, it's hard for me to explain this sometimes to people, but because I don't know how well I would have understood it three years ago before all this happened, but there's a certain comfort in being completely helpless. Okay. Because if you're driving a car and you're about to be in a car accident, like you need to fucking do something. Right. Take control of the car. Right. If you're flying in a plane and there's about to be a plane crash, what are you going to do? Like, you can't really do anything. There's not really, honestly, that much for you to worry about. And so, I don't know, it sounds really strange to say that I'd, it was comforting to me to remind myself that there was absolutely nothing I could do. Sure. Right. That the responsibility is kind of taken off your shoulders. Exactly. Like, exactly. I understand that. It alleviates that need to be like, well... I need to make sure that I'm doing this or I need to make sure that I'm doing that. It's like basically just like, no, I just, you know what? I need to wake up every day. I just need to get through the day. I need to, I mean, part of it too was realizing that I needed to allow myself to ask for help when I needed it. Sure. You know, to say sure like, it's pretty tough. Well, I mean, just to a degree to be like, Hey, I need somebody to come over and help me like clean or, you know, you right. know. and, and it was never a problem to have people giving me food. I mean, that was like <laughs> nonstop. Everybody like whenever anything happens, if somebody dies or if somebody gets sick, like food is the we're just away. like, let's make a casserole. <laughs> you know? Right. He and loves so, tater tot casserole. Yeah, exactly. And so that, that was, you know, I mean, but really it just, um, I, I, I can't prescribe that to somebody else and be like, that's how you get through your tough right. days. It's, it's obviously different for everybody. But, I mean, just realizing, and, and I, I kind of, this stuck with me in life in general, too, because I don't want to say, like, we should feel helpless and we shouldn't try and do anything in our lives, but... In certain situations, it's probably good to let go of that helplessness. How I mean, how much are you really in control of what happens mm -hmm. right and how much of it actually just has to do with you just kind of walking the path that's been put out before you and walking it with confidence and remaining true to who you are right right and so rather than waking up in every day and thinking like i need to accomplish this or i need to accomplish that it's more like let's see what the world throws at me and i'm gonna be me and i'm gonna handle it the way that i'll handle it right so just kind of living life normally as as much as you possibly can, exactly and so that's just to me, I don't know. I've just my mindset has changed a lot 
right. since all of this happened. And that's a different way that I look at things now as opposed to getting up and imposing my will on the world. <laughs> it's more like getting up and waiting for the world to happen and just sure. handling it and responding the way that I think I should. That's, that's a good way to do it for sure. Um, <laughs> so then uh, moving on from, from that, you, you're doing the, the treatment, the chemo treatment, taking the pills. Right. How long did you take the pills for? Um, and so that's the thing, because I, I said 14 earlier, but I think it was 12 rounds for 10 months Okay. Um, because they were 28-day cycles. And now that I start to talk through the numbers, a lot of them are starting to come back to me. Sure. But that was one of the awesome things about it was that somehow I got it in my head. I had heard like 14 rounds of treatment. Oh. And so when I got to like round eight or nine, I think it was when I was just starting round nine, and I was like, so I have like five, six rounds left, right? And they looked at it, and they're like, no, you just have like four, right? And all of a sudden, my treatment got two rounds shorter than I thought it would be. And legitimately, kind of. that felt like getting two two months of my life back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And it was the difference between getting to like have a party and stop feeling as much like shit <laughs> in June as opposed to having to wait until like August. Right. And even though finding out afterwards like honestly i stopped chemo in like may june of 2015 and it was really around may of 2016 or june of 2016 when i kind of stopped feeling the effects of it okay you know and so so what happened after you were done with all your rounds of chemo then then what happens uh, you you get done with all that you go back to the doctor i'm sure mm -hmm. and then yeah. what is the doctor and so and throughout this whole process i've been having like mris like every six months yeah i'm sure so. they they, they have it, to probably like measure if it's yeah exactly going down. and so they don't say cured right because that's just not say a word in the remission. vocabulary right and they might say that um the word that they use in my situation is they tend to say stable like your scan has been stable because the thing is, is that while there's no conclusive evidence of any tumor like left in my head, mm -hmm. there's That's amazing. There's really no, there's nothing left in there. Well, there's no evidence of a tumor, wow. but there is something and that could very well be just scarring okay. from the surgery. Wow. Um, you know, and that's something they told me before I even had that surgery is like, Hey, this is going to make MRIs a little difficult for the rest of your life just because you know, you're not supposed to have your brain cut open and then sewed back shut. Right. Right. And so it looks a little different than normal. Yeah. It's actually the, the, the scans are actually kind of funny. And I just say that just in the sense of just it's really weird to look at a picture of your brain <laughs> and see this like golf ball size hole in it. Oh, yeah. And just kind of be like, huh? <laughs> wow. Like, I don't feel I mean, for the most part, I don't feel that different. I really don't. Like I said, my memory kind of sucks a little bit sometimes. Yeah, but um, I guess it could be worse things. <laughs> yeah, like my brain still pretty much works, yeah. and it's just amazing to look at that and think. And I guess honestly, that's probably not much processing was getting done in that part of my brain for a while, anyways. Sure. Right, because I don't think the tumor was really helping with that. Did you keep um, all those MRI pictures and stuff? Do you still have um, all those? I mean, or? I don't have them like myself personally, but like my like doctor has them and my file and stuff, uh -huh. right? And so, whenever we look at them, we we always look like over them. And yeah, they the last four or so because I just got my last one about a month ago they've all looked the same wow right? so stable so good That's so basically awesome. that just means continue to monitor it mm -hmm. and so then you're not so you were saying that you quit taking the medication in 2015 and then now in may of 2016 you're feeling normal again yeah and so everything is pretty stable and like you you're just saying you're going to the doctor and everything yeah. looks pretty good exactly that's that's incredible that's fucking awesome um 
Thank you. I, yeah. I, I that's great. I think most times like that isn't the story. That isn't the case. Like a lot of times, if you know someone has a like like you were saying earlier, a lot of times when someone gets diagnosed with brain cancer, it's like you have a couple months to live. It's right. Yeah, stamped you as know? terminal. <coughs> exactly, and that's I mean, just and and really like when not to go back to the topic of assisted suicide necessarily, but <laughs> some something of that plays into that decision i'm sure has to do with the odds that you're given right i was gonna ask what and were the odds as far as like when you first heard it what, what were the odds that they gave you um of making it two years was like 75 percent okay of making it five years was like about 50 50 and then making it like seven years was a little lower than that and then they actually don't really keep the numbers for further out sure. than that which has more to do with the fact that the numbers just wouldn't be accurate because maybe you got hit by a bus 10 years later, right? <laughs> right. But um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, shit, I kind of so lost that, my No, it's fine. Um, basically, just coming out of the uh, – you're after the chemo's done, yeah. you went to the doctor, and you just have continuously done different scans. and Yeah, and, and you know, things have been good since then. I mean, like I was kind of saying to you before the show, I did um, – you know, my good friend Steve did – basically saved my life right i was i wanted to touch on that too yeah um, and so you know explain that that situation that happened so so like i said the tumor wasn't on the outside of my brain right so they did have to actually cut into my brain which means that in doing that even though they try not to do damage at that point they are cutting through like working actual like cells right, right. and so after i had my surgery in the hospital i had like a major seizure i have no memory of this whatsoever of being in the ICU for a couple of days. I for me I had my surgery and then I woke up later that day in the other hospital across the street. Apparently it was a couple of days later. I don't remember being in the ICU. Wow. But I hadn't had a seizure since then or at least not that I ever knew of. And then it was it was January and um uh you know he was staying over at the house crashing over there Steve, and I just Steve. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um you know, I just I don't really have any memory of this one either, but I did have like a major seizure. And so then after that, right, they have to do, let's see, an EKG is what they do on your heart, right? Mm -hmm. So this is an EEG. It's like an electroencephalogram, I wow. think it is, right? Mm -hmm. So many big words yeah. in medical science. They don't need to be big. <laughs> Make them simpler. It's a brain electrical scan. <laughs> and um, like if you can get like an F on that test, I got like a negative 2% on that oh, wow. test because they bring you in there and they put all these electrodes on your head and then they like put flashing lights in front of your eyes and that kind of stuff. And like, just, they showed like the electroactivity in my brain and it just shot off the fucking charts whenever there was like light patterns and stuff. Wow. And so, you know, I would say it's a downside, but I really don't consider it a downside. It's just that, you know, I have to take medication for that every 12 hours now. And, um, is it like an epileptic kind of medication? Yeah, basically taking? like an anti-seizure medication. So be, so basically you're kind of epileptic now then because of... Yeah, I don't know if that's thing. the right word, but I guess so. I mean, but I'm in prone a to sense, having seizures. Guess, yeah. Yes, wow. exactly. But not on this medication. Okay. So um, anyways. Um, it did, you, were, you were telling me that you can't drink anymore. Yeah, and then part of that also of that. is, you know, and I can drink occasionally, but not really the, not to get drunk. <laughs> right, right. right. And, um, yeah, exactly. And also part of that too, is like, I've had, um, now three blood clots in the last three years or four years. 
and that's like related to the cancer in some way but they don't really quite know they just think some studies are starting to show that having cancer can increase your chances of getting a blood clot depending on what type of cancer it is okay and also my family has a strong tendency to get blood clots okay um and so i'm on blood thinners now because of that so wow. between the blood thinners and the seizure medications right i just don't drink probably but, right. yeah but, but yeah like i i probably wouldn't either ever yeah. <laughs> exactly but you know, life's good, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's, I was gonna say, like, how? Uh, God, what was the wh- your first thought, like, when you went in after all your medication was done, and you went to the doctor for the first time, and he was like, "Hey, it's looking really good." Yeah. Like, what? What was your first thought? You know, were you like, "Yeah, cancer, fuck you"? Kicked your pretty ass much, this yeah. Time, I mean, like- pretty much. Like, I, I ran out <laughs> of there, and it was it was crazy, and like that was that was an awesome fucking day. So like, just to go to that day, right? This was like. The first good scan was in, oh, God. It was in early, early March okay. of 2015. Okay. And I went in, and I got the results that morning, and they were good. And it was basically like, hey, at this moment, we can't conclusively find any cancer in your brain. And I was fucking pumped. Yeah. And then I went to work to share that good news with everybody. And my boss was like, oh, my God, well, that's really funny timing because – there was this national contest within the company and only two people qualified for it. So we're actually sending you to the final four, like to, you know, and like, I swear I thought it was rigged, but like in looking at it, well, apparently it wasn't right. But just like, that was such an amazing day. So I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God, like yesterday, this was an issue and that and the other. And now like, not only do I not have cancer or if I do, they can't find it. But now I'm going to the final four to sit in the suite with like yeah, freaking higher ups of the company and so cool. all of that good shit. So, I mean, it's yeah, I haven't thought about that day in a while. But that <laughs> was that was awesome. I bet that was. Yeah, that had to have been like such a good like conclusion to the whole thing. You know what I it mean? Was. Like it was like the last six pages of the of the book, you know, we're you know, just so happy. And exactly. Like, and that's true in a sense. I mean, although at the same time, like. I spent a couple of years trying to get used to the idea that I wouldn't like turn 40. Okay. Right. And so it's a bit of a shift in your mindset. Yeah. To have to start thinking about the fact that you are going to have a future. Yeah. And so it's like, man, maybe I shouldn't spend 105% (laughs) of my paycheck. And like, maybe I should start saving for retirement again. And maybe I should actually think like, what do I want to contribute to this world? Well, right. Does it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, I guess you did just say like it really changed your outlook on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I bet it's I bet it's really helped you be a lot happier. You know, like yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's just it's amazing because there are so many little things that we just don't really notice about life. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying like, oh my god, guys, start noticing them now. Like, it's it is really fucking hard because we do live in a society that just shits on us all the time. Right, and it's and, moving and so life fast. Life is so goddamn there's, busy. Then there's, there's so no much time to stop everything. and look. Yeah. But if you do stop and look, like, I mean, it's just, like, it's amazing to me, like, just the the animals that you come across and the nature that you come across here in Colorado. Right. And the beautiful sunsets. And, and I mean, it's not all corny fucking Kodak sure. and, and uh, shit like that. No, but, but it, it's There's just something. amazing things that happen every day if you mm-hmm. actually stop and notice them. And, and it's... If anything else, it just makes it a lot easier for you to stop and notice that kind of shit because, um, you know, as I said, like, for example, getting a blood clot, which one of those happened before, way before the cancer thing, or not way before, but like a year before. So mm-hmm. to me, in my mind at the time, it was not related. 
Um, and I kind of lost my ability to really walk. Oh, wow. For, like, I mean, I could walk with a cane, but it was hard. Right. For, like, two weeks. Wow. And you start seeing people walking upstairs and just walking around or somebody goes darting across the room. And you think, like, that fucking asshole. Like, yeah. they're so lucky yeah. to be walking. Right? And so, to a certain degree, I mean, and it sounds so cliche because I hate the idea of, like, oh, you're, like, a survivor now. Like, right? Because, right. I mean, whatever that means. But, like, if you think about the fact and you really settle in the fact that your life is finite, right? And mm-hmm. you're lucky to have it while you do have it. And mm-hmm. for some people, that sets in because of, something that happened like what happened to me for other people it's losing someone really close to you right which i've i've never had to go through something that difficult but um you know you realize that every day is kind of that bit of just like this is fucking awesome like just to even be here right and this could be it this could be the last day here so so embrace and enjoy everything that's there like and as i said i was saying earlier with being powerless like you're kind of powerless in a lot of things in your life too so like you're not powerful enough to make sure that you never fuck up again so just do things because you're gonna fuck right. up sometimes right you really i mean it's you can really only control your own happiness for yeah. the most part like you can take any situation and look at it as you know the world is against me or you can take any situation and look at it as i'm gonna learn from this and i'm gonna grow from it and 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 you know not let it take me down i guess um absolutely in certain situations i'm sure that it takes people down a lot more Right. You know, um, my brother-in-law, for instance, I know I, I'm sure he's having a hard time. I'm, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind yeah. that he's having an, an, an incredibly hard time with the fact that he, you know, he lost his leg. Um, he, he might not ever be able to ride the bike again, his yeah. motorcycle. And, yeah. and that's got to be rough. That's terrible. I yeah. couldn't, I, you know, I could never even imagine. What that's a part of his through, life so. that's changed now. Yeah. And, and it's just. I mean, and it's, it's constant. Every everything's always gonna change. It's always gonna something new is gonna come at you, and something terrible is gonna come at you, and sometimes something great is gonna come at you. And exactly. it's just, how are you gonna deal well, with and, it? You know? And you know, I went to I went to church a lot throughout the whole process, mm-hmm. and not like in the sense like, oh my god, I just ran to church as soon as it happened. Like I I go, I'm lax about it, but whatever. I'm not. I'm spiritual. I'm not overly religious. Right. Right. But I don't know how familiar you are if you've ever heard of the story of Job. Oh yeah. Right, but yeah. like, definitely, right, definitely Job got fucked. Yes. Right? Job got totally yes, screwed did. over. And the way they tell the story is like God killed his wife and his kids and all yeah. of his animals, and he crushed all of his friends. And he was like, right. "Thanks, God." And like, sure, but not. I think that's oversimplified. Like a lot of those well, he stories. He had to have been angry. Exactly <laughs> like, my point. And so that's what human, I realized so. through this whole thing is like there were probably points throughout that if that really did factually happen or whether it's just a representation of what it's like to be put through a trial right. where you will just be fucking pissed off. Yeah. And just like, why me? And what the fuck? And fuck you. Yeah. You know, and there were those moments and just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I forgot where I was going with that. The, just, I mean, like, you know, how did you, with those moments, you were saying, you know, you, you got through those, um, you know, just with like some of your friends helped you get through those moments and those times with like calling you being the guy from Ghostbusters and exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, and like, I mean, you just in that more of a secluded event when you're in those sort of thoughts when you're alone and stuff. Like, what do you? What were your thoughts then? Like, was there did were there were there times like in those moments that you thought you were gonna lose? Like that you thought. Like maybe this isn't actually gonna help me, and am I doing all of this for nothing? And 
Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like honestly, like one of the the harder moments um, was like you know because my dog is fucking obsessed with me. He's attached to me at the hip, and it was he's like a great dog. He is. He's insane though. I mean, he's legitimately <laughs> got like some sort of psychiatric problem, uh, separation anxiety, right? But he was like staring at me and everything, and all trying to comfort me and shit. And just the thought went through my head that like entirely likely that I'm gonna die before he dies, mm-hmm. and like that's really messed up you know when you have a pet and to be thinking like yeah i'm probably gonna someone's gonna have to take this pet off my hands yeah you know and so yeah there were moments when i thought like shit like (laughs) fuck dude this is yeah this is fucking this is how it ends like you know you know with a whimper just going out just fucking just getting I don't know, like, in a way, it just, it really knocks down, like, every wall that you've built up, and it breaks down everything that you think you are to a degree, and there's that kind of certain point where, I guess, eventually, you just kind of cry uncle. Right. You know, and it's like, all right, whatever, at this point, like, fuck it, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, and then I, I'm, I'm sure that, like, after you come out of it all, you, there's a rebuilding period, you know, like, a time of, like, God, what am I going to do now? <laughs> exactly. You know, when when it was all said and done, I were there ever you know times where you're like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and to a certain degree, I mean, I guess I'm kind of in that place in my life now, just in a certain sense of like, I know what I want to do with the rest of 2016, and I might even have my plans for 2017. But like, what am I gonna do after that? After that, and I I don't mean that I think that we all have to find some grand purpose. Like a lot of life is just getting up every morning and being a good person. Sure. Uh, but you know, I don't, it's just, it is hard to, to think about having to, you know, now all of a sudden all those problems that everyone else does have to deal with, like the weight of living Mm -hmm. now that's back on the plate. Right. Yeah. And so that was, I bet a lot of those situations though, that maybe like annoyed you or made you frustrated before the whole, um, before cancer, I bet a lot of those things don't annoy you or frustrate you as much now. Like a lot of the little things, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, there's still stuff that people do that just blows my oh, mind with how stupid and inconsiderate they can be. But yeah, I mean, have you the, driven in Denver lately? Uh, every day, it causes me to question humanity. But no, there, there's absolutely a lot of little things and like things that you would worry about before, where it's just like, all right, minor problem. Yeah, you know, like first world problems. Fuck that. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll get this figured out. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, there's just there's a lot less anxiety. I guess, yeah. and, and uh, hopefully, like, as, as much as I suck at it, <laughs> there's at least a desire there to be more patient. Yeah. You know? I so. Yeah, I can only imagine how much more patience you have, you know, like, to have to sit through that and be patient through the whole, like, process, you know, and yeah. to be like, okay, I'm just sitting here, just waiting. Yeah. Just waiting the, to be better. The, the just n- waiting. 90% like, of the process is waiting. Yeah. That, yeah. that, mm, I, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't, I don't know. You know, like you said, you, you never know until you're actually it's, put in that situation. And, and that's the thing. And, like, honestly, like, and I never, because, you know, in talking with my pastor before this all happened and everything, I was like, I don't want to go through this. I don't want this all to change me, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, like, the nice thing to say would have been, like, oh, don't worry. No, nothing could ever change you. Like, there was some stupid show on, like, NBC at the time that was, like, about being in a hospital, like, these sick kids or something and it was like well you can cut into my body but you can never cut into my soul and like all these consoling things like that sure. and he didn't say any of that bullshit he was just like no this is gonna completely like change you it is it's gonna yeah. strip you down and it's gonna rebuild you and so yeah i mean there's it it does cause you to be 
more patient and more happy with little things and right yeah so god that's so awesome like <laughs> i remember that first post you had put up the blog you put up about being cancer free and like potentially yeah. cancer free yeah. and all exactly. that stuff like, it was so awesome to hear that and like I, just, I mean, I then seeing all the comments and all the people yeah. with all the support was yeah. so excellent. It, and too, that's been right? that's that's one nice thing I could say about social media in 2016, mm-hmm. right? Is that it is a good way for people to support each other. Yeah, even if um, it even if it's just a tiny little comment, like you yeah. still it's exactly. like when you it's like it's when it's your birthday, yep. you wake up and you have like 45 comments. Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, I'm people so popular. Care. This is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, that's totally true. But you know, it's just weird because I never when this whole thing started to happen. I if I had been able like if I could travel back in time from now two years ago, mm-hmm. be like, hey kid, don't worry about it. One day you're gonna say, eh, even if I could go back and change it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing. I would still have this happen. Me from two years ago would have punched me right now, right in the <laughs> fucking face, been like the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but I mean, I really do feel that way. Like I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't. If I could have it not have this problem. And still have learned everything that I've learned. Right. Sure, of course. Right. But if the deal was, well, no, you have to give that all back up and you have to go back to having the doubts that you had before and that kind of stuff, then fuck no. That absolutely not. Yeah. Um, what would be like a piece of advice that you would tell somebody right now that's going through something like that? Something that maybe like if someone had just recently gotten diagnosed or something, what what is a I feel you yeah. Out of anyone, sure, would have some some of the best advice for someone that, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, it, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying, I guess, about how to treat people if it's happening to someone else, right? Sure. But for yourself, like, just you have to allow yourself to feel however you feel. Like, if you want to be mad, then allow yourself to be mad. Don't try and wallow in it, but get it out, right? And if you yeah. if you want to be sad that day, then it's okay to be sad that day. Um, and you need to just remember that it's it's okay to ask for help it's also okay to tell everybody to fuck themselves and to not want (laughs) to talk to anybody for three or four days yeah uh i mean it's just really like the last thing you should do in that time is worry about how you're supposed to react okay right and just fucking handle it how you need to handle it right you know what i mean as long as that's not going out and like hurting somebody else sure then do what you need to do to get through it. And I mean, there's even doctors and shit, like all these doctors that are going to help you and they've been to medical school and stuff like this. Sure. But are you going to find a neurosurgeon and an oncologist and all these doctors that have personally had the same type of cancer as you that have been through this? I mean, and, and genuinely they don't know. I mean, the medical science, the way that I was treated, if you today are being treated, you're going to be treated differently. You're going to have different drugs, different scans. I mean, so, Everyone's going to tell you there's so much pressure on what decisions to make. There isn't a right decision or a wrong decision. A lot of the times there's just the decision that you decide to make. That gut decision. Yeah. And yeah. and it's just, I mean, for myself, not having had any radiation done, I'm glad now because now there's different types of radiation that are available to have a lot less splash damage, for lack of a better word. Right. I don't think that they would probably use that in the hospital. <laughs> Right, but um, you know, cause a lot less collateral damage to the, the working parts of your brain. Right, right. And just, so, in, I think your body in general is just reacts differently to the radiation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I mean, just really like, no, I mean, if you're going through it, like, survival is literally built into our DNA. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be here if your ancestors hadn't survived. 
Right. And so all you can do is fucking handle it and fight as hard as you can fight. And, I mean, when people tell you odds, listen to them, sure, so you can make an informed decision. But if somebody tells you 1% or 0.1%, of the people that survive cancer survive cancer. That's the only stat that you really need to be concerned with. You know, and and people will give you odds for shit your entire life. But again, 100% of people that are successful with something are successful. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, don't. I said that so many times. (laughs) You just, you don't, don't fucking worry about what happens if you don't succeed because all you, you don't have to worry about whether you succeed or not in your fight. All you have to do is fucking fight. Right. So. That's good. That's a really good piece of advice. Um, I mean, that's incredible. I, I, I've been wanting to even just not even just on the podcast, but I've been wanting to like meet up and just kind of talk to you about it anyway. Yeah, and it's thanks for coming on and, and sharing that stuff. Happy um, to. That's I'm you know <laughs> I'm super. I'm kind stoked, of blown away like, to be sitting here, honestly, like, just in a sense of like I never would have thought, you know, yeah, when this all happened, like ah, I'm gonna go on a podcast yeah, a couple years it, yeah. later <laughs> and tell my story and yada yeah. yada yada. And I just I don't know, man. I remember when it first started happening, like. Because you think, like, as you said, like, that must have really changed you, right? So mm-hmm. when it happened to me, and then I was still kind of, like, scared and this kind of shit, like, a few weeks later, I was kind of pissed off. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, if I have to go through all this crap, like, when am I going to be that, like, hard, like, when am I going to be the one who <laughs> knocks? Yeah. You know, that fucking Heisenberg motherfucker <laughs> yeah. that just can intimidate the shit out of people. <laughs> and, like, that never happened, obviously. But, I mean, you just, like... I don't know, eventually get to the point where you've just kind of, I guess, grown without really realizing that you've grown in the same sure. sense that you don't notice yourself growing as a kid until your clothes don't fit. Yeah, that makes right? sense. So And yeah, you never know. I mean, time flies like crazy. So yeah. it seems like yesterday that I was reading that first blog about you having cancer, you know, and like right. being like, oh my, what the God damn it. Like, <laughs> I know the fuck. amount of people and it's just the craziest thing. Like, I mean, if one thing I could say that you probably don't need to say to anybody that has cancer is like, you're just such a good person. You don't deserve to have cancer Ugh. because be prepared to tell them at least one person that you know that you think deserves cancer. Right. If you're going to say that, cause everybody else says you don't deserve yeah. cancer. I'm like, who does? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who honestly does? I mean, like, even if like, you know, fucking Kim Jong-un or somebody oh, got cancer, man. I'd be like, you guys a dick bag, but like, that sucks. That's not know. fair. Like he doesn't deserve that. Guy that guy from Game of Thrones. That uh, what's his name? Kim Jong Un. No, no, I'm saying the guy from Game of Thrones deserves cancer. Uh, Fucking, he got eaten by the dogs at least. Oh, Ramsey. 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 Fuck Ramsey. that guy. Wait, did you say Gordon Ramsey? Oh, I said I said Bolton, Bolton. but I meant oh. Ramsey Bolton. I would absolutely. Bolton they Ramsey. Need to, they need Fuck. to reshoot all of those scenes, but instead of being Ramsey Bolton, it needs to be Gordon Ramsey. <laughs> that would be, that'd be good. Like, We're gonna take that castle black. Fucking bullshit. Fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Oh man! You couldn't shoot guns if you. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't oh even. God. I can't even that impersonate is, him. That but. is so awesome. No, but I yeah. mean, honestly, I mean, like life. You know, just fucking enjoy it. Yeah, honestly. And I, That's I agree. Don't ever tell. Biggest piece of advice. Nobody's gonna talk about. Yeah. Like I mean, and again, this sounds like a really sad thing to say too. Is like, in in a hundred years from now, maybe a couple people will remember you. But in 500 years from now, pretty much all evidence that you ever existed is going to be fucking gone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, even even gone. like the most popular people, even like yeah. Elvis and yeah. all that. Yeah, 500 years from now, nobody's going to fucking remember Beyonce. Yeah, no and way. And so 
Not well, B. well, the sad way to look at it is that nobody's going to remember your accomplishments and all the good things. The liberating way to look at it, too, is nobody's going to remember any of your failures or any of your missteps Very or true. any of the things that you maybe wish that you had done differently. Like, that all gets buried. Right. You know, so just fucking live. Yeah. That is probably the best piece of advice for anyone. Anyone out there. Just live. Just live your life and be a good person and do do right by the people you know like just you're a human everyone else is a human there's no reason to be racist there's no reason for anyone to get shot or any bombs to be dropped or anything like that we're all human we're all part of the same fucking race absolutely and we all suffer the same like if an alien race shows up and we want to build a wall to keep them out (laughs) i'm possibly willing to discuss that because they're not other human beings or other earthlings we don't yeah right but i mean as far as every human is is concerned like all we want to do is live and we want to have a good life like obviously there's a few humans out there that want to conquer the world and like you know kill everyone or whatever but yeah those are those are stories for another few and far between (laughs) exactly and yeah just i mean it's the best piece of advice for sure just live your life and be good to everybody and even even strangers even people you, that you don't know that don't speak your own language, whatever, be nice to everybody, you know? Because exactly. you, you I never really, know what someone's going through. Well, I, I really do believe, like, if you if you try and just take advantage of those opportunities to be kind in those little instances, like mm-hmm. holding the door or, oh, yeah. um, you know, whatever, whatever those little niceties are that you can do, letting somebody in, in traffic, right, in those situations, if you really start to pay attention to those, I think you'll also find bigger opportunities to actually do something even more impactful. Oh, yeah, and it's it's so much more fulfilling, even those small things that you do. Like, are you, you know, how many times have you held the door open for a little old lady, and she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, I know. And you're like, no, it's no problem. But it's when she no doesn't problem. say thank you, I'm like, I'm slamming that shit in your face <laughs> the next time. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, sometimes. Those are usually nah, the really old ladies. But nah, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. I mean, just really, it is, it is all those little things. I mean, it yeah. sounds so fucking corny to say, that life is all the little things and that kind of stuff. But I mean, honestly, but like, it's so true. We kid ourselves in thinking that anything that we do is anything other than little. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's all I can say is just be good. Be good to everybody. Um, I think that's gonna be it. So y'all be good. Yeah, y'all be good. Right. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into the Twist My Arm podcast this week. Um, I want to thank Nate again for coming on to the show. It was really good hearing his story, and uh, I really hope that you know maybe some people can get some inspiration out of that. Um, it's it just kind of shows you how uh, how precious life is, you know. Um, so yeah, thanks again, Nate, for being on the show, and uh, I hope you come on again sometime soon. Um, I want to thank True Light Productions again for the use of the equipment tonight. Um, let's see here. So one note and edit that I wanted to throw in there. I don't I don't remember right now. I'm pretty sure I didn't do it, but the uh, Star Wars Thrawn book, the release date for that is April 11th, uh, 2017, and the Catalyst book is November 15th, 2016, just before Rogue One comes out. Um, so tonight, 
the music featured. The opening track was A Day to Remember, a song called We Got This. Um, it's off their new album, Bad Vi- Bad, sorry, Bad Vibrations. Um, they just played yesterday with uh, Blink-182, Tuesday, um, at the Pepsi Center. Kind of bummed I missed that show, but I'm sure they'll be back sometime soon. So definitely if you're into that, if you're into that band, um, check out their new album because it's, it's really, really good. Um, so let's see, the f- second song tonight was from a band out of Denver called Of Sound Mind. M-Y-N-D is how you spell it. A song called Come Find Me. Um, like I said, they're out of Denver. They're uh, right now recording a new EP and preparing for a show coming up on September 24th at the Montbello Rec Center. Um, it's for the 50 Years of Diversity celebration. Um, you can find them at facebook.com slash ofsoundmindmusic. Once again, mind is spelled M-Y-N-D. So facebook.com of Sound Mind Music. Um, third song tonight, the uh, middle song, was by a guy named Ben Hammond. He just recently moved to Denver. Um, he's uh, He's got some good stuff going on. I really like what he's got. Um, you can get more details and s- hear some more songs over at benhammondmusic.com. And uh, he's got some shows coming up, one September 16th in Boulder at the World of Beer, and one September 21st at Baker Street Pub in Lakewood, a place that I'm very familiar with. I might actually might actually see you down there, Ben. Um, our closing track tonight is by a band called I the Mighty. I really, really, really like this band. I think I talked about their show coming up. Um, but if, if not, n- their next show is tonight at Cervantes, September 14th, tonight. I repeat, I the Mighty is playing tonight, Wednesday, September 14th at Cervantes. Definitely go check that out. Um, the song I played from them was called Slow Dancing Forever. It's off the album Oil and Water. just came out about a week or so ago. Um, let's see. You can find more info about that band at ithemighty.com. And once again, go check them out tonight. If you have the, if you have the time, go to Cervantes. Check them out. It's a pretty cheap show. So... Um, if you are in a band and you want to be featured on the podcast, just uh, send me an email at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail dot com, and then we'll uh, we'll get you on there, get you rolling. Um, our next guests coming up next week: nerd extravaganza, whatever nerd people, Jesse and Travis, good friends of mine from way back in the day. Um, coming up in the next few weeks, I got Mark Starr from Mark Starr Karaoke. That'll be an interesting one. Be a lot of fun, I'm sure. And then Poets and Wolves out of Greeley and Obtuse out of Denver. Um, And then got a lot more local guests coming on pretty soon. So thanks again for tuning in. And yeah. Yeah. Share us around. You know, give us some love. Yeah.